0: If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Different types who wear a day coat, pants
1: with stripes, or cutaway coat, perfect fits. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the B-side podcast for the Film Stage website. Here we talk about. Movie stars, not the movies that made the famous or kept the famous, but the ones that they made in between. And in this case, some of them they directed some of them, which is fun. Um, we are here today to talk about. This is our last listener's choice, right, Connor? No, no, we got one. We got Paul Newman. After we do. This. Oh, yeah. Paul Newman. I'm sorry. Our yeah. our second to so last, our three, third,
2: if you three will, three quarters of the way there.
1: And so our um, as you would as you would know if you voted. Um, the person we're going to talk about today is Gene Wilder, which do you guys know what his uh, given name is? Not Gene Wilder. Anybody?
2: Oh, oh, it's, Anybody? um, yeah, it's, isn't it like Jer- Jerome Silberman? Silberman. Ah. So I, for girl. some reason, I was going to say like Krumholtz. I, I don't know. I'm a, a Milwaukee boy. Oh, <laughs> D- David's, uh David's, David Crumholtz's dad.
1: Um, oh, jeez. No. <laughs> Star of Numbers. We all watch Numbers, right? We oh, yeah, like, of yeah, course. Num- big Numbers guys here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as always, I'm with Connor, of course. Connor, I won't ask you how you're doing because- eh, I'm fine. I don't care.
2: Yeah. Well, I don't even
1: okay. care.
3: <laughs> because <laughs> i feel like i ask
1: you and it's just like yeah we're just getting by so why even
2: like yeah. we'll just cool.
1: we'll skip by but cool. but we are excited because we all have, listeners
2: you should know that i'm here
1: um <laughs> <laughs> i um i'm excited because we have a guest who we've i feel like we've been talking about having you on for since we started doing the podcast and you uh are also in pittsburgh which is exciting amanda uh-huh. waltz a and e editor at the pittsburgh city paper the best newspaper in pittsburgh obviously Aww. amanda how are you how are you doing i do care how you how are you doing most important
0: oh well 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 uh, i am good i'm very good uh sorry if you heard my my dog and stuff in the background oh, please it's uh, okay. yeah uh yeah we We're not in the studio guys i don't know if you yeah it's virtual (laughs) yeah this is uh this is a little rinky dink operation uh yeah i'm good you know we got a i think we're you know doing well still the paper uh the best paper in pittsburgh of course yeah
1: yeah we won't mention the other the big the big papers we're not even gonna no don't even acknowledge it no and their cartoon-canceling ways. I don't like no, it. No, boo. I don't like it. No. Uh, but, um, no, we're excited to have you here. And I think it was funny. I mean, I was trying to think. I feel like we talked about, this is how long ago I feel like we talked about this. Tom Hanks was in Pittsburgh, or he was going to be in Pittsburgh for the, uh, what's the guy? lovely guy. We all love him.
0: Oh, Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers.
1: <laughs> and he, I was like, hey, we should have you on for a Tom Hanks, B-side, because, you know. Well, because... that would have been,
0: yeah, I mean, well, that would have been perfect because I just watched, uh, I think it was like the first on screen, maybe it was either the first or the second on screen role he had in the slasher film, He Knows You're Alone. So I, think I just it's... watched that.
1: Yeah, Mazes and Monsters is up there is in one of the first ones too, yeah. Right, the D&D thing or whatever, and then that one. But yeah, we'll we'll have you on for Hank's part two because
2: I don't even okay. think we had a guest on for that, right? No, Connor, and it wasn't even that. really. It was sort of a we did it in conjunction. It was like a Toy Story thing. Toy Story. thing. Like... So it was like Tom Hanks and Tim Allen. So we'll, oh, do, wow. we'll do. a We'll do a proper. Uh, we'll do a proper Hanks. Hank's episode for sure.
0: I love that. Okay.
2: But Gene Wilder is kind of an
1: exciting one because he, you know, he's not. And I guess we can just jump into it. Like, so the movies we're going to talk about, right, are. They're they're definitely they're heavy B
2: sidey movies. I mean, I we think. had a lot. to yeah. if you look at this dude's filmography, you kind of, and not in a bad way or whatever. It's just like, well, yeah, it's funny it made, you have a lot, a lot to
1: choose from, and he didn't make that much, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you could even run through it. So basically, at a later age in his life, because he was a theater person and whatnot before this. Um and a, and a fencing expert, which is funny. I didn't know. Really?
2: Um, yeah. So
3: oh. he's
1: he's you can, can kind of fr-
2: tell if you watch certain movies for sure. I mean, well is... well
1: the, our first movie, yeah you can tell. Because yeah. he, he does Yeah he, you know That's he's
2: true. it's a part of it. But
1: he gets the role as the he's like what, the mortician in uh, Bonnie and Clyde.
2: It's like a two scene. Yeah, he's got yeah. like he's got like a fifteen minute run in Bonnie So
1: funny and Clyde. as hell. Very, very good. Movie. Yeah, very good. Yes. And then the producers obviously Same is here. a movie he puts together um, meeting Mel Brooks, I think through Anne Bancroft, I believe. And
3: Mm. that movie Mm
1: -hmm. barely get, people don't, people I don't think realize that movie barely gets released because people are really non plus with the subject matter. Right.
0: Yeah.
2: It only because of critics. It's so funny to think about now. Like I I rewatched it for context and like, the gags it's so it. funny. Yeah, it's very funny. But the gags, you know, I think not unlike a lot of like the gags in this era of comedy, you forget how edgy it was. But now it feels so quaint,
0: you know. Like, oh, so quaint. You know, but so very uh, quaint.
2: Uh, yeah, and even
1: you know, and then our so our first movie. I'll run through our movies though, just so there's so start the revolution without me. And Quaxer Fortune has a cousin in the Bronx, which both get released. Say that in, 10 times fast. Yeah. Yeah. Both both kind of get released in 70. They, they have small releases. Um, those are our first two. And then we jump a bit and we go to um, – uh, our next movie is going to be 84's The Woman in Red. And then our final movie is 86's Haunted Honeymoon, both of which he directs, right? So in between, you know, that 15 years is obviously Willy Wonka, his great segment, and everything you uh, always wanted to know about sex but were afraid to ask. Um, Blazing Saddles, The Little Prince, Young Frankenstein, Silver Streak, um, Stir Crazy, right? All of which. are not b-sides right there um good movies willy wonka also not a hit when it came out you know obviously um but is now without a doubt i mean that's
2: that's the, the the role
0: oh that's his biggest yeah yeah it's funny because actually uh i watched years ago it was kind of a weird uh It was kind of a weird, unorthodox episode, Uh, but you know Joe Bob Briggs. um, Yeah. He used to be on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when he had his Monster Vision show on, he just decided he was going to go show Willy Wonka. And Hmm. he, or Charlie, is it Charlie in the Chocolate Factory? I can never remember. The the
1: Gene one is is uh, Willy Willy Wonka. Wonka. Yeah.
0: Okay. And yep. so, the book,
1: the book is Charlie, and then the remake is, Char- you know, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory.
0: Okay. So he actually had the director. He just had him over the phone and was interviewing him. And it's a really interesting. I mean, if you can find it, it's a really interesting episode because he was originally a documentary filmmaker and Mel's, his daughter, Mel Stewart. Yeah. 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 And he, his daughter was like, "Please make this movie," and he's like, "Okay, yeah." And it's just, <laughs> and I guess like the whole thing with the iconic scene where he walks out and does a little, like, tumble. I guess mm-hmm. that was the reason he got cast, because that's how he, like, introduced himself. It's really interesting. Oh, that's funny. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, that. there's so much about that movie that's so, you know. There's a great Conan O'Brien interview. He came on Conan's show in 05. I'll, I'll link to it in, in the in the article. Um, and he talks about Willy Wonka, and he just, I think, the older he got and the more iconic the role got, The more he became, he wanted to keep it, you know, crystalline and special for any kid who loved that movie to the point that when he was kind of deteriorating, sadly, in those last few years, one of the reasons he kept it secret, his family said, was so as not to sadden kids who love the character to like see or know that, you know, Willy Wonka was, you know, kind of, you know uh sick Uh, so so i think that's nice i mean he 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 seems like a gentle guy and and i think yeah you know he he um it'll be interesting to talk about his performances because i think he definitely he represents a very specific type of comedy that just doesn't exist anymore not in a real i mean maybe in a fringe way but like it's funny to watch these movies and be like wow that was so specific And, you know, very much a product of, you know, a Mel Brooks thing, and just, there was so much, it's so extroverted. Um, And I just think you don't see that as much anymore. So that'll be interesting. But anyway, so... I guess I mean we always ask where did you first see Gene Wilder it has to be Willy Wonka for all of us right I would, I can't imagine it yeah. being anything else right? if
2: it's if it's not that it might be like young Frankenstein for me but like yeah. but it's probably it's got it's probably Willy Wonka can't I I can't really see a world where it's not that
0: I could see me because I I I was born in the 80s so I you know I think I just watched I I think I like remember seeing not the entire movie, but one of the movies he did with Richard Pryor. I think sure. that was my intro. That I think that was my introduction to him was just not watching the whole movie, but maybe seeing a trailer or, you know, catching a little bit of one of the movies he did with him. Um, and then later on, my mom rented Willy Wonka for me, and that's you know and then I knew.
1: Yeah, I mean that's you know I think for so many people of around our age, right? It's just such a you know like we're talking about so. Well, it's just yeah it's a staple right yeah. and it's just even yeah i mean it's so fun to even think about in the context of like how that that remake and it's not even really a remake it's really like a, it's kind of a an ad a re-adaptation an, an, alt, yeah. an alt adaptation um
0: yeah with it's, johnny Depp, you mean
1: yeah whether or not you even like the movie which was pretty well reviewed when it came out and i remember liking it fine to be honest i mean it just has no staying power right like i just no. like I, unless I, uh, unless we're getting older and i'm missing it where it's like there are things that i realize like oh like stuff yeah like there are things where i realize like oh i didn't realize people love this cuz i'm older but i don't even think i, I think i'm safe no. to say i don't think that's I the think, case like
2: I, it's not like people who had kids in 05 were showing their kid i mean maybe they took their kids to see that version but i feel like the, yeah. one, the one you show your kids deliberately is the, original, is the yeah. wilder version right
0: yeah of course well i mean and there's something about there's something so grotesque about johnny depp in that movie that just is not inherent to the wilder version right. there's something so i mean he's, t- I he's terrifying like he yeah he's nightmarish yeah. Well, it's weird <laughs> chitty cheat, <weird>. <laughs> bang bang I've I've tried watching it, but yes, okay. I know most of it. I yeah,
2: now I can't remember the fucking name of the character, but there's a fucking character that like eats children or
0: yes.
3: like, hunts
2: children, and then like that's Johnny. I, I'm gonna I'll look it up and I'll get. But back what's it funny? Up, but what's Johnny funny Jeff though as is,
1: is the the Wilder performance is so edgy in the Mel Stewart movie. Oh yeah, but it's to your point, Amanda. He. There is a knowingness and a sardonic nature to his Wonka Mm -hmm. that's relatable. Right. And so even when it gets weird and frightening, he can bring you back. And like, he seems like a magical yet accessible person or whatever, in in whatever way that means. Whereas the Depp thing, you know, he's admittedly, you know, to his own, you know, that was, I mean, lest we forget, that is Johnny Depp nobody loved the world loved nobody more than Johnny Depp in 2005 yeah, he's his... Oscar nominee for Pirates two years before Oscar God, nominee just because that. we loved him he gets nominated for Finding Neverland just like because we were just vibing on Depp we were just like toss him a, toss him a nom for Finding Neverland like cause God. we're just vibing on him. we just love Depp and then Charlie and the Chocolate Factory he's doing a Michael Jackson thing I mean he said he was open about yeah. that and it's just you know look that the Michael Jackson of it all plus depth plus just the performance as a whole it's certainly just you to your point there's no entry point into that character you just find yourself being like no no i don't i don't <laughs> right. think so well like um, and he yeah.
0: he starts off nightmarish like with right, with right, right, right. wilder he he comes off as this kindly you know but eccentric man and yeah. you know and there's and it's very deceptive meanwhile Johnny Depp is just like I would not like to go in that factory thank you very much yeah uh, yeah please it's, pass. It's
3: terrible. pass here
1: here's your golden ticket thank you so much for the opportunity <laughs> you can have it back. I will be on my way um, but anyway so I guess we'll jump into the first one which yeah. is Start the Revolution without me he makes this in London this is you know like I said he makes Bonnie and Clyde, the producers, and then he kind of stumbles upon this opportunity. This is a movie directed by Bud Yorkin, who worked a lot with um, Norman Lear,
3: mm, and
1: mm-hmm. um, I think Norman Lear produced this movie, if I'm not mistaken. And um,
2: I and mean, produced Blade Runner. Did, <laughs> did he really? Bud, Bud Yorkin did. He's a oh, pretty, Bud Yorkin. Yeah, did, yeah, oh, I
3: thought just. He's an, executive, like he's an executive
2: producer on Blade <laughs> Runner. Buddy Yorkin yeah. is one of those producers, not in like Joe
1: Roth, uh, who also was a studio head and still live, but where right. they also directed. And I always love that. where like, because as a producer, not like on anywhere near the level of these people, but like, right. I love when you get the producers who direct and then you can watch the movies they direct. And you're like, well, I'm sure they made their days. I mean like well, you mean... just like you know I'm not saying they're all I'm not saying they're all subpar movies cuz actually I think this movie when it's funny is quite funny
0: yes
1: um and then I think when it's not I wrote this in my letterbox it's it like when it misses it misses so badly it's it crazy does. but yeah. but basically um the premise of this one is um it's it is it's it's a it's a spoofy comedy movie
2: in which yeah, it's like a, um, it's like a spoof adaptation of the Corsican Brothers, basically. It's right, basically
1: yeah. like a spoof take on the Corsican Brothers, plus A Tale of Two Cities, plus the Hunchback, or the the not the Hunchback, the uh, Man in the Iron, Iron Mask. Mask, yeah. And and you have these two sets of brothers, um, one born of peasant. One born of royalty, who on a dark night, not unlike big business, starring Bette Midler and Lily Tomlin. If you ever uh-huh. saw that one, who who uh, through happenstance and hilarity, the doctor mismatches them because he has to deliver two sets of twins at the same time. Oh. and Donald Sutherland, Gene Wilder are the two brothers, um, and they play. Philippe and Pierre and Claude and Charles. And that's Wilder. I said that confusingly. So Wilder plays Philippe and Claude. Southerners plays Pierre and Charles. And the, the poor twins are yes. basically con men. You know, they they get swept up in what's going to become the French Revolution. The mm-hmm. movie is set quite... I thought this was funny. Eighteen Is it 1789? Yes. And the bit is they keep they, they do the different time. settings yeah. of it's like a yeah. farmhouse 1789 and they keep saying it I, I they do it probably 40 times too many times i still laughed yeah. basically yeah. and um and then the 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 rich version of the brothers are the are the corsican brothers right yeah. that's right. the yeah. the premise which if you don't know the corsican brothers in history or in literature they are these famous um they are these famous they're conjoined twins separated at birth and I believe Oh I, and I believe in the I believe in the the Alexander Dumas novella they are great swordsmen. I think that's true.
0: I and... just know the Corsican brothers as played by Cheech Chong. Well, right. I'm going to say that's
1: the the only other version <laughs> that you would be like, no, is is the course is the Cheech and Chong. Yeah. So they're playing a version of that. And basically it's just like the poor version guys, they get swept in the revolution. They get put in the front to basically be patsies. Um, meanwhile, in the Versailles walls, a coup is planned by the King, you know, King Louis, the 16th right-hand man. And he asks the Corsican brothers to uh, be in cahoots and it all converges about halfway through in what becomes the beginning of the revolution and the brothers mm, switch mm-hmm. spots and, you know, hilarity ensues, as I said uh. before. And I do think there's some funny parts like Orson Welles is the narrative opens the movie. That's a great f- bit. Love oh
2: those first two minutes.
1: Yeah. Um and the, and the last
2: two minutes sort of by proxy. And the like, last the, like, two cause... minutes are, I yeah. thought, they took me by surprise.
1: I thought it was funny. <laughs> and then um, all of the stuff towards the end, we, I guess we won't spoil it, but we can just kind of talk freely, like um, <laughs> all the stuff towards the end with Gene Wilder and his girlfriend who's the peasant girl when she's in the torture thing and he's trying to like get her to snap out of it. And he's like, he wants to get her out, but then she starts being hysterical. So he's like, you know what, actually spin her around, spin her around. That's the, (laughs) that's like the Gene Wilder stuff I do like. It's like a little edgy, but it's like pretty funny. And the way he delivers it is so nonchalant. Um, I think I realized with Wilder is when he's cooking the sausage Really hot. Mm-hmm. I do. I do repel from it when he's mm-hmm. like extra when he's, angry. When he's really and extra, screaming right. and cooking it, I'm yeah. like,
2: I'm like, I don't know, bro. But when he's deadpan Wilder, when he's deadpan, oh, it's, it's so, so good. He's like, he he was like the king of it. Like and the, like even Willy
1: Wonka. Like not to bring it up again, but the no, no, please come back. Oh, I mean that's yeah, help police
2: murder. Yeah, 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 like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, what did you guys think of this one? This our first one. I, I liked this one. I feel <sighs> kind of the same way. Um, but I, I, to your point, I think when it is funny, I was laughing out loud. Like when the jokes work, right. I was yeah. laughing very hard. I, I always think I give comedies, and this might just be
1: like if I'm, a, even if a lot of it doesn't work, if I'm laughing a few times in a comedy, I'm gonna give it a passing grade because exactly yeah. right. I don't know, you know.
0: Yeah. yeah, if it's if it's paced well and it has like a pretty intriguing plot, and I get a couple laughs, yeah, same. I because I feel like there's a lot of especially like mid-budget comedies that came out in like the 80s and 90s where it's like, oh god, yeah, this is this is fine. Yeah, I'll it's take like this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I will say there were a few moments in this that were extremely funny. The part with the dead hawk. Oh my god, I, <laughs> I loved it. I I was, when he wrote in with that hawk, I thought, okay, they're going to play this like the hawk is alive. And right. then they do acknowledge that it's dead. And I just started, I mean, I <laughs> I, I couldn't stop laughing for a good, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, I will say there is something about this. This is probably, like, and I don't know in terms of, uh, like you said, he had some minor roles before this, but this is where you really see, like, the Gene Wilder style coming out. Mm-hmm. Right. Like the Gene Wilder comedy style. Sure. That being said, there's only so much shtick I can take in a movie. Sure. There's sure. a lot of shtick.
2: Yeah. They're throwing yeah. a lot at the wall and seeing like, sticks. Well you know throw.
1: what it reminds me of? I I loaded Loaded Weapon One. Oh wow. From the Loaded 90s, Weapon was on TV recently and I watched I watched a bit of it. And it's a it's a very down the middle spoof. Right. And there's so, there's so many funny parts of the movie. Like I'm just thinking they're in a chase scene. This is like one of the funniest things I think I've ever seen. I don't know if you guys have both seen the movie, but they're in a car chase scene and Emilio Estevez and uh, uh, Sam Jackson are, are in the car and they're like oh cutting to a regular chase scene. And then, and then it cuts and they're just being quiet and they're like – and Emilio Estevez goes, shh right behind us and then it cuts to the wide and they're the people that were chasing them in the other car are sitting in the back seat that stuff like that's that broad gag. smooth yeah. stuff when it, it's so I laugh so hard but to your point Amanda and I was reminded re-watching that movie
0: right
2: by the time it gets to the end I'm like okay we're right. we're it's, good I we are good with this. I think this yeah. movie has the same problem I think like yeah, exactly. when it, when yeah. this movie hits the middle, I'm in. Right, I'm like ooh, because that's when like the mix up starts happening, and you're like, let's go. Like,
3: mm-hmm. I love
2: then, a mix up. Yeah, no, right. Like when love I when mix-up. I realized like that's exactly what the plot of the movie was, I was like, Let, I'm in. Let's go. And then yeah, by the time you swing around to the end, and I I think the other thing too, and I try not to hold this against certain movies, depending on the movie, and I think depending on when it was made, but like some of the sex jokes involving women you're just kind of like and look i mean there are plenty of you know mel brooks fucking classics right that are right just loaded with that stuff the producers being right yeah that like you know i try not not to hold it against that stuff but that is the stuff i think that in in a lot of these broader comedies tends to age the worst and therefore is just not the funniest so you do i feel like you always have to kind of grin and bear it through those scenes and, yeah. and I feel like the latter, well, like the whole bit of the particularly with Marie the... Antoinette in this movie. Right. I feel like a lot of that stuff like I on one hand like the immediate gag of like oh she's just sleeping with literally everyone who's not the king. Yep. It's mm-hmm. it's like a funny gag and thought and like I think the maybe the first time you see that that's the case you're like ha ha but then they like capitalize right. on it like four more times and you're like, well, uh, 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 especially like <laughs> to me, given yeah. what history has done to Marie Antoinette, you're kind of like, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, <it sounds laughs> to, great. To, to,
2: to me, where really I got I was just
1: tired of those types of things is at the end when the one woman is like trying to pull the other woman's breast out because she's convinced their sisters. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, Right. And which it, is They like, just won't let it go. I'm like, yeah, can were- we just, we, okay. Like for yeah, like a minute right. when Gene Wilder realizes he might be able to see some skin, it's funny enough in that kind of very bottom barrel way. And you're going to get a chuckle out of me. I'll roll my eyes, what have you. But then to just like, to right. just kind of shine it on for another five minutes. I'm like, let's just let's move along here. Like, that was tough for me, that one. But you I will really say- get
0: a yeah, you really get a sense of like this is yeah. nineteen seventy, it's just it's around the time when they're like, We can put bare breasts sex revolution stuff Uh, oh yeah Yeah. i feel like that at the ball i will
1: say at the ball when they're all handing him oh the notes that say kill like every person uh, oh my god griffith
2: is uh the king is king louis and he yeah that's great that Um, stuff is really very good they also i thought had a really amazing chemistry like i i'm kind of shocked we didn't get like Four more Sutherland Wilder,
0: right? Comedies. I mean, I, I thought
2: don't... I thought they made such a terrific in like both halves of the movie. Like, yeah, they they each get to try something totally different and 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 still maintain this like really wonderful chemistry. I thought, and it's funny how Sutherland. Yeah. It reminded me that
1: Sutherland was funny, and he like became this elder statesman guy. Did you ever see
2: Kelly's Heroes? yeah yeah, he's, yeah he's, oh. great. he's so good in that movie well, yeah I mean, so it's you like to, yeah, go yeah ahead, you have so. to think
0: he was in mash right but i don't Ke- really think mash is like funny well funny? but it's
1: like kelly's heroes he's playing the crazy guy okay. um and that's a that's a very underrated yeah, he's like the clean, only hippie, clean, hippie clean in movie. that movie in World that, War that movie that i think oh, i told wow. you connor that okay. i watched <laughs> a movie last year book you know being rolling my kind of being like oh this is a clint i haven't seen uh, let me mm-hmm. see and in my head i was kind of like oh it's like a ripoff dirty dozen whatever and it's like
2: it's basically it's spoof it's like a dirty Dozen like, like, spoof kind of almost but it's oh, like really? it's like
1: a it's heavily broad, but
2: yeah but it's like heavily anti-war yeah clint oh. eastwood movie
1: and i'm like this is just here to watch people should like talk about this movie you all know the time what I have it's no so I've never
2: yeah. really seen people talk about but with that and not to go totally down a tangent but that movie I remember seeing that movie as a kid and then when I finally got around to watching the movie Three Kings all the Oh way they're through, the same movie I was right? like uh, oh wait spike jones fucking remade kelly's heroes and like nobody mentions Kelly's uh heroes. david o russell bro? oh sorry right right no spike, spike, R, spike jones, jones is in it that's what i'm thinking he, of sorry. he's in it yeah. but
1: um but what i'm saying is sutherland is in this he's in mash he's in kelly's heroes all within a couple of years and then even he's in animal house 10 years later in a very funny little role and so he's in these movies it's just funny and then he kind of becomes more of this like serious like supporting character. Yeah. It's just funny cuz he is And you're right, Mash the movie isn't some riotous movie. It was yeah. pretty funny, but it wasn't the show, right? The show certainly right. kind of yeah. extended that a bit. Um I mean, Mash the movie's like pretty dark like like the the jokes in that movie are like pretty acidy like it's also like i
0: remember i read an a.o scott um essay about how he took his son his like young teenage son to see mash saying you know oh it's this great classic comedy it's this great movie it's robert altman and he hadn't seen it in a while and when they watched it his son just looked at him and said what did you just show me? Because it's very sexist. It's like a yeah. very, yeah. very sexist Well, that one, because it's
1: the one, like Hot Lips, right? Isn't that her name or something like Hot that? Hot
0: Lips and just like the yeah. jokes that they, I don't mean the whole conceit and they're just like assholes. They're both just like awful <laughs> people. Yeah. So his son, and he was just like, oh yeah, things don't age well, well, well we yeah. will
1: we will get – when we talk about The Woman in Red, we oh, will God. get to that.
0: Oh, boy. Which is a <laughs> toughie. Um, Cannot wait.
1: Not strong. So anyway, but Start the Revolution Without Me. Yeah, so like we said, the Orson Welles stuff, the beginning and end are highlights. We mentioned some of the stuff in the middle. I, you're right, Amanda. It's definitely the first – because even the producers – Wilder's playing off of Zero Mostel. I mean, Zero Mostel right. was yeah. the star yeah. when that yeah. movie came out. Zero Mostel had to approve the casting of Wilder, right? So it was like oh, his really? movie. Oh, yeah, wow! I mean, but that was I mean, Zero Mostel was a big you know star and Wilder, at that point
2: in that movie. I mean, his appearances up to this point, right? Like in Producers and and uh, even Bonnie, Bonnie Clyde. Clyde. Like yeah. there's mm-hmm. a there's a high energy neuroses, right? So it's like.
0: For sure. Yeah.
2: To your point, Amanda, it's like you're only seeing kind of one half of what this dude could do as a comedian. Whereas, like, yeah, yeah, this is where you start to get the you know, like there's that the deadpan jokes or whatever. Like there's that great joke. It's right when they realize that they've been mistaken for the Corsican brothers. They look out the window and there's a cannon aimed directly at the window. (laughs) And then he's just like, oh, as we say in Corsica, Goodbye. Yeah. Like, like it's like stuff <laughs> like that that you're like ah
0: there he is. Oh my goodness yeah. 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 Go ahead. It's like I said it's 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 something where I I could see if you were at this time going to the movie theater and you saw this movie and you're really seeing Gene Wilder unleash for the first time. I mean it would probably have been amazing. It would have been so eye opening. But yeah, I mean watching this now after you know we've had decades and we can look back of his films and we can look back um it just feels it just feels a little overdone i think yeah yeah,
1: yeah which i think is a common i mean we'll we'll, we'll go through it's it, it i think it's a common thing with some of his movies i mean so the next movie the same year is this movie quackser um fortune has a cousin in the bronx which um i will just say is was certainly my favorite of the ones we watched i oh my re- god I I thought, did you not like it, Amanda?
0: I was just shocked when yeah. he pulled out the Irish accent.
1: It reminded me, so this is, it reminded me, Connor, maybe you will agree. Yeah, I know what you're going to say. It, I, it reminded me, we did Hugh Grant, Amanda, right. and we watched the, uh, the Englishman who went up a hill and came down a mountain, mm-hmm. which was like the small little British movie he made like mm-hmm. right in the middle of four weddings and what have you oh yeah and um it basically like made 29 million like off the back of like you know four weddings right that hit yeah and i was just kind of like we went into it being like oh yeah that movie we will watch it's such a b-side and it, we walked away being like what a lovely movie yeah, it's, it's like, just oh, a, yeah. it's such a nice movie it's like the <laughs> ted lasso of its time it's just it's like very, very much sweet. like kindness and whatever and i felt <laughs> very similar about quacks of fortune where i kind of walked away from it just being like Oh, that was just nice. It's just weird. Yeah. He's got a weird job. It's Dublin. I'd be curious Trinity to College, know how people rank.
2: How, how people rank the accent? Because I was not prepared for that.
0: I was, I was like, oh, better okay, than,
2: better than a lot of. All no, no, of no. Though. That's kind of what I was yeah. thinking too. As as it was going, I think it it hits you like a truck a little bit when it starts, and oh, you, yeah. and you're like, okay okay, like, so this is this movie. And then you, I think you do start to get used to it. But it is one of those things, and I feel like, and, and my, I, I just don't have the ear for it, so I, I feel weird critiquing it, but like, it does have a little bit of like the lucky charm sing-songiness to it that you're like
0: It's not too bad.
2: But he still he does but the yeah. thing where he, you know, he hits his T's, the THs with T's and things like that, where you're like, oh, that feels correct though. Like, so I don't know, yeah. maybe someone smarter than I could like report in and be like, no, it's good or it's bad or whatever. But we we talk, you know, Amanda, we we've talked about like with Brad Pitt, for example.
3: Mm-hmm
1: devil's own we we basically defend a little bit because i think it gets <laughs> yes. it gets roped into this you know tom cruise biblically bad richard Gere and the jackal even worse right yeah. like richard yeah. Gere and the, just look i like the jackal i love richard Gere. if you just that there it could not be a worse version of it he is yes it, i like that movie i think actually his performance is actually quite good in it weirdly enough but like That accent, sweet Christ, is so (laughs) it's so 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 misplaced. It's you can't even begin to imagine how bad it is. But like, but but Devil's Own, what but Pitt is doing is he's like hedging it. We talked about it with Blake with Blake Howard. Like he's kind of hedging it. It's like he gets a little sing songy, but he's basically keeping it kind of at a five. And I feel like Wilder's doing a similar thing. And I think the reason I like this one the most. Is because Wilder's the most subdued of the four. that, And I like yeah. that the most. Yeah, and I think, it, I yeah, think, anyway.
2: I mean, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't watch like his entire filmography, but it's gotta be like one of the straightest oh. performances he's ever get. you know, like the closest to just a straight performance.
0: Straightest. And also, I mean, I don't think he really played characters that wasn't just Gene Wilder. Right. Sure. You know. It just wasn't playing off the charm of Gene Wilder, and it's a you know a movie was usually a Gene Wilder vehicle. Sure. Um. So I feel like this is one of the few times that we really see him playing a character and really acting. Did you guys?
1: Did you read he wanted Jean Renoir to direct it? Yes.
2: Really. Which, Which yeah. That's an interesting pick. I. What I think is fascinating is that like the. I, well, I guess... we'll, well Connor, to we tell us go, what it's yeah, about We'll quickly. go through it r- real sure, quick. Sure, go ahead. So, so Gene Wilder plays a uh, a gentleman who lives in Dublin uh, named Quackser Fortune. His real name's Aloysius. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, he's a municipal shit shoveler, essentially. Can I just quickly <laughs> say,
1: before I interrupt you, I do love... I will say this, and this is once again another thing I just liked about the script where it's like, hey, why do they call you Quaxer? And like, if you heard someone in life called Quaxer, you would say, what did you like make duck sounds when you were a kid or yeah. something? And he literally was like, well, I used to make sounds like a duck and they called me quacks. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, guess, that like nothing, was, yeah. I guess that kind of yeah. tracks. There's no, would,
2: th- there's no fucking magical realist story to it or something like that. Like if you, if, you, if
1: you were a yeah. shitty kid and some weird kid in your class was making duck sounds, you'd be like, what are you fucking quacks over here? What yeah. you doing? <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway sorry I continue No co- no no so that's I mean I'm literally Already halfway through the plot basically but like, <laughs> yeah. He's he's a municipal Shit shoveler And they are on the brink of Shutting down all the horse carriages For delivery mm-hmm. in Dublin So that they can yeah. modernize And move everything to cars and trucks And all that And um Meanwhile, he winds up falling in love with a uh, a woman who is an American woman who's studying, played by Margot Kidder. Her name is Zazel, and um she's studying at the university, or she's studying at Trinity University College mm-hmm. University. Trinity Co- College, college? Think, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um and and meanwhile, he also it's kind. Of, I feel like it's something that's very typical of movies like this. But he also has like a relationship on the side with like seemingly the one attractive woman in the town <laughs> like or that's like the way they make it seem
0: she um, i was very confused because i thought at first i was like oh she's married and right. then i was like is she a widow like i was very confused because she just seemed like like yeah, it's older very ryan's than he daughter was. it's very just like yeah. The yeah
1: sad lady in town you know right, as opposed right. to the sad man in town but same s- thing yeah, s- yeah. something yeah. like that yeah um which asked Connor how much I love. Nobody loves the movie Ryan's Daughter. Oh yeah. There's one person in the world <laughs> who loves. Like we talk about Criterion. Like people are like, oh, we, you know, Criterion release when for you know Goofy yeah. movie. Ha ha ha. Whatever.
3: <laughs> and it's like,
1: I'm the one who I'm the one who's like very seriously like Ryan's Daughter Criterion release when. Let me write the oh, uh, intro to the Ryan's Daughter.
2: Anyway. <laughs> But um, <laughs> I yeah, I think you like Ryan's daughter like more than David. There's Lee. no way David Lean like Ryan's. Wait daughter. a second,
0: I gotta I gotta look this up because I I think I forgot what Ryan's daughter is. Wait, let me get. Is a, it was it, it up really um,
1: quick. It's I think it's around the same time as this movie. I think it's 71 yeah. or so, and it's just he made it after Brit. He made it after oh, wow. um, River Kwai, I believe. Yeah, and, um, or is that right? Yeah, I think so. And um, it's like his. It is not to not to. Not to reference another podcast, but it is very much a blank check type of movie for Lean, because he has these successes, and he makes this very personal It's based on a play or a book? I think a book, and it's just... It's Robert, Roger. It's
2: Robert Mitchum, right? It's just yeah, like yeah, a yeah. sad. I think old... it is. If uh, listener, if, if you are intrigued, I believe it is currently wow. part of the Robert Mitchum collection on Criterion. Wow,
0: Channel. it's wanna, just a lovely movie. It. It. It's like it's, it it's a. a it's
2: during the war, and it's
1: like he's an old man, uh, and he has this May December romance, and then a soldier comes into town and kind of messes with it.
2: Mm-hmm. And Mitchum's just sad about it, and it's just like a movie written for me. It's just like ah, well, it's like if you like
0: friends of, if you
2: like old sad Mitchum, right. like Friends of Eddie Coyle, Mitchum. very much. In oh the, of my that god, Ill, yeah. so
0: sad. I would, I was just gonna say, this seems like a movie my mom. Would love, yeah. Like, well, this I'll tell seems... you, my mom uh... loves Rhymes. Tell you what? <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I think, I think our
1: parents our moms would get along. Oh, did she share... like, does they... your does your does your mom love <laughs> National Velvet? Oh my God, was that's with um Shirley Temple, right?
0: No, very young Elizabeth Taylor. Oh, that's uh, Mickey sorry. Rooney's Elizabeth, in it, too. Liz,
1: Elizabeth Taylor, I'm sorry. That's what right. well, I think that's it was like
0: her first movie, yeah. You're yeah, right, you're No, right. It's, sorry. I meant no. Liz
1: Taylor. Yeah, yeah, National Velvet. No, 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 you're,
0: you're fine. Yeah, but my that's mom- That's the horse that's, movie,
1: right? National Velvet? It's a horse movie, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh my
0: God, I've seen that movie so many times against my will. I don't just know- because my Against, mom against just so my will.
1: <laughs> that well, always reminds go? me of a, a movie like that. that, and I guess this is common. Sound of Music, I remember being a movie when I finally saw it. And I have to rewatch it be- almost because of this. I remember being like, "Oh, I don't like I don't like this." Like I, I remember like-, it, like, yeah, I don't like it either. But you know, I watched it in that pretense of like, "Okay, well, this is I mean, one it's of the a best classic. movies I there." Man, you got like, got like it. And sing-alongs. alongs. Is one of the first <laughs> times I saw a movie where I was like, "Oh no, but I don't like this, though." And I just <laughs> yeah. and I've always meant to kind of revisit it. But anyway, but Quacks of Fortune so like you said, Connor, you know, basically while trying, t- while realizing he's got to kind of rethink his career. Um, in
2: so much as he has one. Right. Right. But well, exactly. Also, like, his
0: his mom keeps, like, hiding the paper so he doesn't see that. There's always these headlines about how, like, oh, they're going to phase out the horses. And she, like, puts them at a drawer so he doesn't see them. Right. Which but, I thought but was they really kind of sweet. St-
1: but they also want him to stop picking up shit for a living it's a kind of a a duplicitous thing and then probably i thought maybe the most touching moment of the whole movie is when he finally finds out and she gives him the paper and she's like read it just like read it he starts to read it and he gives it back to her and he's like oh mom can you help me out because like you realize he really can't read right and i was
0: oh yeah I that's really
2: right. i like was very touched by that moment they like made me very because yeah, it's not until sad, after like, that that he talks about how he read he like was only in school until like the fourth grade or something it's around like that. that same yeah, yeah. part of the right where he basically yeah. it, you you would
1: imagine he has some sort of i mean they don't say this but you would imagine there's some sort of you know dy- dyslexia like some sort right, of right impediment that back then would have been more of a you know, people just would be like, "Okay, well, you're dumb." You know, sad, right? Exactly. Sadly, yeah, know. and
0: obviously he's not. I mean, just right, exactly. I mean, he's a you know, he's a very successful shit shoveler, and people seem to really like him. Um, but yeah, it's it's just interesting though because um, yeah, this is just such a charming little movie, and it's Margot Kidder. It plays a love interest who it's such an
2: underrated actress. I think how cute yeah, is very she? G- very good in this, and
0: so adorable. Done
2: in such an even. T- what I thought was a really like. Even Keel, I feel like the movie, the way the movie, I, she might be like a skosh underwritten, but. Same,
0: but I agree. But generally
2: yeah. speaking, the way I think they handle their relationship, I was like kind of surprised by. Because it's very yeah, much agreeing, like you, yeah. you get the idea that like she also has this relationship with like another man at the A college, college student. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she's yeah. kind of yeah. doing what she wants and she likes Quaxer and Quaxer likes her and you know, <laughs> like, so there is like an <laughs> element of, of agency to it that I kind of was like, oh, okay. And like, yeah, I won't spoil it, but where, it where the movie has things kind of wind up, it, it does, it. I don't know. It treats things on th- what I thought was such an interesting matter of fact, n- yeah. non non melodramatic kind of. Um, yeah, I.
1: It reminded me of you way. know movies that movies like this that work are so special in my opinion because they can't. They should be so dull. Right. Like so, like yeah, like I'm agree, thinking yeah. I'm thinking of like James Mangold's Heavy. Or Mm. um, Ted Demi's Beautiful Girls, right? Where it's like Mm -hmm. movies where it's just like, hey, you know, we're just, we're living small lives and we have small problems and we're Mm -hmm. just trying to get through the day. But but because of the character and the, you know, the dialogue and I guess perhaps the chemistry and the casting, you know, all the things that you need, they somehow become more than the sum of their parts right like if you watch these movies it feels more special you know you know look look, the entirety of the the before trilogy is obviously almost a testament to that but like you know it's like those things
3: Mm -hmm.
2: they like become little small miracles because it it just feels it's funny you bring up
0: right yeah
2: it's funny you bring up the before movies too because the i mean like this movie was shot on location in dublin Feels oh, feels wow. feels very much a little bit like a love letter to Dublin, like aesthetically. Especially
0: at that time, because I mean, right. you know, Ireland Ireland was not in a great place. Wilder almost <laughs> adopted
2: a kid because of all that. Actually, <laughs> yeah, he's... he got he
1: got permission, but then the kid chose to stay with his family. Yeah. But the family wanted the was kid going to, go to with allow Wilder. Wilder to adopt the kid. Oh yeah, to like get God. him out of Dublin. Yeah, And then what's funny is I read the New York Times review for this movie and they really bang the movie for being offensive, offensive, offensively stereotypical to Irish
3: mm, like mm-hmm.
1: people. And I found it funny, I suppose, because then I read how it's kind of a beloved movie in Ireland. <laughs> so you have this funny thing of look, like the
0: Irish now they know that's <laughs> kind I mean, about. look, I'm half
1: Irish, I'm half Italian. And it's like, I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> look. I don't know what to tell you. You know? Yeah. <laughs> right. Look. Yeah. Look. We're a fan you of the are, drink. You are what you We're are. a fan <laughs> of the drink. What can I tell you?
0: Like, it's like Germans are boring and they drink. At least the Irish are interesting when they drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, no, it's it's so funny because it's like for a long time with this movie because Wilder, I, I think for like a very long time has no lines. There's no like in the beginning. It's this very. It's following him around and you see the city. And I thought it was in New York City for a second. I went into this movie. Cold. Like cold as can be. I right, didn't right, read right. anything because I was like, whatever. I just want to see what this is all about. So yeah, it was just such a I think that maybe that's why it had it really like grabbed me because I was like, what? <laughs> this is an Ireland? Uh but yeah, it's it's so and I mean it's it's kind of interesting too, like you like you were saying, um, Dan, because it kind of reminds me too of like Marty, like people with small lives, sure. small problems. Except Marty was a lot more like oh my romantic God, Marty's, and God, Marty's a great example yeah. though. Yeah, Marty's yeah. a great example, yeah. But this is kind of like Marty, but more I, I almost wanna say like less romantic, a little more like, you know, we're all adults here, we all know what's going on. And um and I think just I think the way it handles it's not like a kitchen sink drama where it's like, oh no, my situation is so desperate and we're so poor and right. we're so we're so living in the UK and Ireland and in this case it's like, you know, he's I think he just wants to make the best out of a situation. Mm-hmm. And right. it I think it does it in a way that's still like, yes, things are changing and you know, yes, people are in, you know, not in great situations, but You know, I I really think it it manages to like tread that line of like acknowledging that, like, yeah, things aren't great, but also here's a funny story. It's got like an Um, angry
2: young man movement quality to it a little bit.
0: Right, yeah.
2: Yeah, just with a little less anger, you know. Right, a right. Little bit more, right, right. Right, yeah, right. Just a quieter, much quieter.
0: Because his dad works, his dad, you know, works in the factory and, you know, it's like, well, I'm going to have to go work in the factory now, but I really want to work for myself. I don't want to end up there. So, yeah, but it does it in a way that's not, you know, that still manages to be like funny and charming while still acknowledging it. And I think that's a tough, that's a tough thing to do.
2: The one thing that I didn't. Love about the ending in terms of what they do with his job is, I didn't get any set, and I won't be specific about it so as not to spoil. But like, (laughs) I I didn't really get any sense that that was like a desire of his.
0: No, yeah, you're right.
2: Like, I don't know. I I felt like it was. I kind of was. It felt not tagged on, but just felt like abrupt. Like I was like, oh, okay, I guess that is a nice little decision you made for yourself. But like
1: why like okay. i took it you know he mentions wanting to be his own boss so i took it to be because he you mentioned he's municipal earlier but actually he's not right he's just doing he's it not. He doesn't on do his own. Technically, he just, no he
2: doesn't so he's the just, whole thing is he's just doing it, it sort of people let him better, do it and he like choose yeah. it reminds me
0: shit. have you guys ever seen the episode of king of the hill where it's like career day and bobby Ends up with the guy who's like a porta potty, like, em- <laughs> oh, he like, empties <laughs> he's like a, them out. He yeah. empties like porta potties, but he's like, yeah, you're your own man. You make lots of money. <laughs> and like-, well, it's <laughs> and like, like Hank is really upset about
1: it. Well, dude, it's like, I mean, look, garbage men make a lot of money. I mean, yeah. You know, you can have a great life. You know, it's a it's a smell, and eh, but you know, <laughs> I grew but, up in
0: um, a I grew up in a dairy farm. I know, I know yeah, what it's all about. Yeah, you know. I know. When he picked up that when he picked up that horseman, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I know this. I also love how
2: <laughs> a it's obviously second nature it is to him, but I it did strike me in the beginning of the movie how second nature it is to everybody. They're just like, oh yeah, fortune's just your quaxers just picking up the, the fucking shit with his hands not washing them oh not God. not you know you're just and he's just kind of Spreading doing like yeah, he's the, doing like a little yeah. dusting rubbing his hands together when like.
0: he's when he the scene where he goes where he goes to lunch and she's sitting she's sitting with him and i was like Oh my god, she, he's eating that she, sandwich yeah. with his bare And ass.
2: she basically gives it, like, no pause. She Because he's like, oh, let me give you a ride. And the the only thing she does is she's like, oh, in there? And he's like, oh, yeah. And then he just, like, puts a newspaper down for her to <laughs> And you're like, she's just like, Margot Kitter's like, yeah, sure. And you're like, ah, all right. Gotta be young. I'd
0: be curious uh, to know. To be young and sitting in shit. I got yeah, very, indeed.
2: um, I just feel like from an overall plot standpoint, I also was getting, like, proto-Goodwill-hunting vibes from this movie. I,
0: Oh, um, interesting. Oh, yeah,
2: because what's his? He's a okay. janitor, right? Yeah, yeah, he's a custodian. Yeah. He's a janitor. Oh. She's a student, right? Like, it's like... Yeah, oh, right, Minnie Driver's a student that. At, a, the, yeah. at the school, at yeah. Harvard. At right, Harvard. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is a Harvard bot. I thought there'd be, like, equations and shit on the walls. <laughs> One of my, favorite. Oh, my, One of my God. favorite lines. One of my favorite lines in that movie, which used to be my favorite movie. I used to watch that movie, like, a million times when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, it was a huge is movie. When, is when... Casey Affleck is sitting next to Matt Damon and Mini Driver finally comes up and they're at that bar. And Casey Affleck goes, So I told him to go fuck himself. And then Mini Driver comes up and he and he and then he sees she's there. And Casey Affleck goes, I swallowed a bug. And he walks away. <laughs> it's one of my favorite line deliveries in any movie ever. Um so this is so okay, so this movie comes out. Like I said, it doesn't get a really a huge run in the States. And, and, and Wilder has mentioned, mentioned to this, you know, so basically by this point, he has not really
2: made a hit. Um, Mm, So he's, you know, and then Willy Wonka flops. He does an interview and we can link to it. um, But he did an interview around the time with Roger Ebert. Yeah, we'll link to it in the article. And he talks a little bit about this and start the revolution, actually.
0: Okay, Um, cool. Because
2: it's just, they, uh, they do the interview, I think, right as Wonka's right jumping. as Wonka's coming out. Wow! And then so oh, he's in he's
1: in the yeah. Woody Allen movie, um, which is everything you wanted to know about sex but We're afraid to ask. Which is if you don't know it's an anthology movie, and I think his his section is one of the funniest sections. He falls in love with a sheep, and oh, it's I like don't very that. funny. It's like he's a doctor, <laughs> and it's like anyway. So so that's a big hit. So that helps. Then he. Reconnects with Zero Mostel and Rhinoceros, which was like r- really hated. Um,
2: kind I have of very, no idea. You're really a seaside, right? It's like very kind of a and lost I thing. Wait. We didn't mention the Oscar nomination for Producers, right? Did he we? gets nominated for an Oscar for yeah, Producers. Because right. that that just, if you're like confused as to like, oh, he didn't make a hit or whatever. Like he made Producers, got nominated for an Oscar for it. And, right. and I think that is kind of what propelled him to a point. But yeah, sorry. Sure. Going yeah 100 and then
1: and then in 74 he kind of begrudgingly does blazing saddles which that role was supposed to be john wayne was in consideration a bunch of you know more western you know facing actors
0: i cannot imagine and then, that at all it, yeah. would that it's, have made
2: it, me love john wayne no no, no. <laughs>
0: And then, and then, John Wayne is not funny.
1: <laughs> and also, and I, can I just let me just say this on the record: one of our great movie stars. Fine, I mean, he sucks. He's a terrible, not actor. a good, not a good actor. Yeah. So let's just not no act, terrible like, actor. You know, oh, let's no. you know Clint Eastwood runs circles around.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, uh,
1: you know, John Wayne, and I only say that because when when Eastwood became. Famous, it was almost in direct contradiction to John Wayne. John Wayne did not like Eastwood. Right,
0: he was was the revisionist Western star. And, you know,
1: Wayne famously said, like, you know, I would never shoot somebody in the back, which is something Eastwood did in a lot of his... Right, like, just there's all these things. Whatever. Point is... Overrated, maybe is strong because I think he is he is an amazing movie star, but he is a yeah. he is a pretty bad. I mean, the Quiet Man, Terrible. Quiet Man is great, but uh, anyway. So, um, speaking of virus movies, um, yeah. So, Blazing Saddles <laughs> comes out; it's a hit. Um, obviously, Young Frankenstein. Uh, Richard Pryor, who helps write it and gets nominated oh. for it, uh, wow, they can't I didn't ins- know that. they can't insure him because of his drug problem. So they get Cleavon Little, who's amazing, in the movie. Oh, amazing. um, That's one of my favorite. I mean, to this day, I think it's one of the funniest movies ever made. And then, um, so that really helps. He's got that role in The Little Prince, Young Frankenstein. These are all coming out Mm. around the same time, Mm -hmm. also a hit. And then in 75, he directs his first movie, The Adventure of Sherlock Holmes' Smarter Brother, which performs fairly well. Um,
0: oh, i forgot about that one yeah which that's the actually, other one so I, I haven't th-
1: seen that one I, you do like that it. connor you
2: watched it right? yeah because you can't i was you can't it's not like rentable anywhere so i straight up like bought a physical copy of it uh, wow so this guy money it, back, connor money bags over here oh well 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 going but, out and
0: buying your dvds are not, are, are um, not it's ad a
2: represented podcast. we are <laughs> um no but uh i mean i could talk quickly to it because i do think it's you know it it could have been a B-side. We could have put it on the list. Um, right, it's one, right. If we could
0: find it, yeah, yeah definitely. It's, it's
2: one of the <laughs> four features he directed. Um, and I think the the one thing that it made me realize as we're going to jump into our next two B-sides, which he also directed, is yeah. I think him as a director, I think he picks up some of those bad habits that Start the Revolution has, which is like... Let's just fill this thing with gags. Yeah, it's like the. It, yeah. it's, it's it's almost, and I'm not. Yeah, this is just me sort of. I'm like spitballing here, but like it's almost like he took that old adage of a you know what was it? You need three great scenes and no bad ones, right? For a for a great to make a great <laughs> that's, movie. That's yeah. the uh, Howard Hawks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's almost oh, like he. It's almost like he kind of forgot the second half of that phrase. You know, yeah, like, he said, To make a great movie, all you need is three <laughs> great scenes and no bad and ones. And no bad ones. And so right. uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes' smarter brother is very funny in conceit. He's like the third youngest Holmes' brother who's been forgotten, right? And, That's so um, And Marty Feldman is in it as like a police uh, inspector who helps him out. Marty Feldman, great. One thing Amazing. I will say he's smart enough to Marty do Marty Feldman who's Igor in Young Frankenstein I, yes, yes. Igor and Dan um Oh sorry, sorry.
0: <laughs> I was um. thinking I'm
1: sorry I was thinking of the animated film starring that John Cusack voiced I apologize
0: Oh my god <laughs> um, Speaking of B-sides yeah. shit! should We need to do John Cusack If we Cusack. ever do
1: John Cusack there are it is a yeah. I mean you can't even
2: fathom. We'd, we'd have to do a three-parter If I, if
0: you don't if you don't bring me on <laughs> for, for, for one of your John Cusack Besides, I will never speak to you it'll again. It'll be it'll
2: Damn. be a John. Ke- it's gonna have to be a John
1: Cusack month of like yeah. weekly oh, podcast yeah. of like money for nothing, shadows and uh, fog, like just like just uh, an unbelievable. No, yeah. <laughs>
2: um, but yeah, but basically, it. Uh, the, uh, Madeline Kahn is in it too, and um, it's got um. Dom DeLuise is in it, too. So it's, it's he's doing this. Uh, he is doing the smart thing that I think he specifically does in, in Haunted Honeymoon, which is up next, is he does bring on like great bit players. Right. To, oh, like, yeah. To really bolster out like some of the best parts of the movie. Um, I would say it's definitely worth seeking out um, if you okay. want to buy it. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't. Know. It's, it's a it's a it's a weird one to track down. But um, it is pretty funny. Um, and it, you know. Not unlike not unlike uh start the revolution. It has gags that don't Mm. land, but it's mostly Mm -hmm. pretty funny. But sorry, go on.
1: No, but then so that so then that's kind of the end of the Mel Brooks, right? And he's starting to direct. And then um Silver Streak is kind of a semi surprise hit. Um, Yeah. You know, people think of it as wilder and prior, because it is their first collaboration, but really it's if you've seen it. It's kind of like Beverly Hills Cop, where it's, it's really, it's like half a comedy. Um, yeah. It's more of an action movie starring Wilder and Jill Clayburgh, and Richard Pryor is in it sometimes. Um, yeah. But it's a big hit. Colin Higgins wrote it, who's the amazing uh, writer He did and director he did 9 to 5 and whatnot. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's his okay. first credit, or one of his first credits. And then yeah. he directs The World's Greatest Lover in 77, which I watched. Like you're talking about, Connor, you could almost... Say the exact same thing about yeah. <clears throat> this movie about smarter brother. It's, it's similar. Like a, like, it's like
2: a pattern. It's like it's he, he throws he, a bunch he, of shit at the wall. Some of it. It's sticks during in the his time.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's in the twenties. Rudolph Valentino is the sexiest man in the world. Yeah. He, you know, Dom DeLuise is a studio head. DeLuise is really
2: funny in the movie. I'll say. And
0: DeLuise is amazing. Champ.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, honestly, rewatching all these movies, you kind of like forget. You're like, oh, this dude was just DeLuise, knocking yeah. it out of the park every what
0: single What a what a what a presence. Yeah. Like what what a what a big just like a big man and not not just like I mean, obviously physically he was a big man, but like But the just, personality, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, yeah. such a huge personality. I love Steals Doc steals movies. every
2: single scene he's in in oh. in every movie.
0: I just imagine him and Burt Reynolds just like constantly laughing. Well, their movies—I
2: was saying their movies are fun,
1: right? Where you just, <laughs> yeah. it, you know, Burt Reynolds made so many movies where you felt like they were just having fun on set, right? Like, oh yeah, they're like having a great time. The the, the, the most of those being Smoking the Bandit, which just feels like—I mean, Dom yeah. DeLuise isn't in that, but it just feels like.
0: There's a Cannonball Run that he was in? But th- those movies, yeah,
1: yeah, everybody is just yeah. loving life. But um,
3: yeah.
1: So then. He makes The Frisco Kid, which could have been a B-side. I have a soft spot for that. It's the Robert Aldrich movie starring him and Harrison Ford. Pretty funny.
0: Oh. Um, wasn't I really, didn't know Harrison Ford was in that.
1: Yeah, it wasn't really a hit, but it's it's that weird period between uh, the first Star was an Empire where Ford made like three kind of floppy movies. Force 10 from Navarone, Hanover Street, and The Frisco Kid. And then,
0: Oh, Hanover Street. Yeah. I just
1: watched Hanover Street, which is like the Pearl Harbor of its day.
0: Oh um, Lord! For,
1: for, for better or worse. Um, <laughs> and then he directs a segment in Sunday Lovers, which is an anthology film. And then Stir Crazy is the
3: big—that's mm. the big mm-hmm.
1: hit with pa- uh, Cindy Pote directs yeah. Pryor and Wilder, and that's like a monster.
0: Oh yeah! And huge. then
1: Hanky Panky's his first movie with Gilda. They meet on the set. Uh, It was meant to, Hanky Panky was supposed to be another collaboration with Pryor, but Pryor uh, couldn't do the movie because of his personal stuff. Mm -hmm. So they rewrote the script to have it be Gilda. And that movie did not perform well, but they met and they got married. And then our our next movie is actually The Woman in Red, which he directs. And Gilda is in, in a supporting role. That's actually, I will say... The only funny part of the movie, mm,
2: Gilda? yeah. I think I think Groden has a couple, a handful. Of oh,
0: Groden! I champ. I have. Well, also Groden's a local boy. Groden is from Pittsburgh. Yeah, I knew that uh, yeah, Pittsburgh yeah, area. Sure. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And he is he is in the echelon of all the weird actors that come out of Pittsburgh, like Keaton, Jeff Goldblum, Michael Goldblum, Keaton, Charles Goldblum. Yeah, Gro- yeah all, I, would, I would also say Joe Maganello. He's kind of a fucking weirdo. Um, oh yeah, he's weird. Yeah, he counts. Yeah. He's a yeah. super weirdo, yeah, uh, but yeah, no, I love Charles Grodin. His his like acting style is well, his so the so one
1: odd. his the one I think the one funny scene that's not a Gilda scene is, um, when he has to pretend that um, oh, oh, the, oh my god, what surprise is her name? Party, so. Kelly Kelly LeBrock is oh yeah 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 his girlfriend because he in the movie Grodin. Bit comes out as gay is a part of this which, movie, uh, which, I, which, which also like amounts to wait. nothing. And whatever. So let me just say no, this. We'll talk about it. So as we, so let me just say this, the premise of this movie directed, written and directed by Wilder is Gene Wilder wants to cheat on his very cool wife.
0: It's adorable. <laughs> Judith <laughs> Ivy. And, yeah. Yeah, adorable. Judith
1: Ivy. He would like to cheat on his very cool wife. And he has kids with this wife because his friends who are somehow worse than him. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, basically egging him on. Yeah. And he sees a woman in red starring model-turned-actress Kelly LeBrock, who you would Ugh. know from Weird Science.
0: Mm-hmm. She
1: has like a Marilyn Monroe scene where a vent p- p- pushes air and she dances and haha whatever. And he becomes infatuated. And the whole movie is he just wants to sleep with her. And it's Literally basically – it's it's a version of the heartbreak kid if the movie didn't know – that the lead character was such an awful person. Right. Yeah. Which which makes this yeah. movie so I hated this movie. Like we have watched so many movies for this podcast and I I, I don't know that I've seen one I hate have hated as much as this movie. I hated so, this like, I deeply 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 yeah, dislike this. It's, movie. Wow.
2: it's it's just I really really didn't like this. It's so movie. interesting. Um, yeah. I, I don't Oscar wanna, winner. I don't, Oscar winning movie. I don't what did it what? was it Stevie Wonder? Yeah, so
1: Stevie, Wonder, Wonder, and Dion, Stevie. Stevie Wonder and De- Dion Warwick do the soundtrack, which, okay. Also. Which is
0: wild. And Wait, they win is the I Oscar. called to say
1: I Love
2: You from this
1: movie? Yes. From this fucking movie. What? I didn't and know that they, either. And they win the Oscar for it.
2: Can I, I just tell you? call? Dinner. I don't know. I gotta. I disagree. I fucking hate that song.
0: <laughs> oh no, it's a terrible song. It, but in the '80s, it was amazing. Representative
2: the, of the '80s, though. sure. Yeah, very sure.
0: representative of the '80s. The the song that I want to talk about is I don't even remember what happens, but it it's it's this very weird song where I couldn't even. Tell if it was actually Stevie Wonder singing, but it's just like, "Don't get drunk and drive." Oh yeah, yeah. don't get drunk yeah. and drive.
2: <laughs> you're like, "What is this?" I
0: was like, "What?" The
2: yeah, fuck and it's is and it's this? it's strange because it's after he's like pulling up in his car, and his car it the I had I know exactly what you're talking about, Amanda, because I had some sort of like cognitive dissonance when it was happening because Gene Wilder's car is like totaled in the front because Gilda.
0: It's like causes a running gag. to crash yeah.
2: or whatever cuz she's like pissed off because it it's like a separate thing but basically Gilda Radner yeah. works in his office. He thinks that he's organizing some sort of a tryst with Kelly LeBrock, like some, you know, a date. And yeah. it turns out it's Gilda Radner, but it, nothing ever comes of it, but it's like three times over this happens and so she gets increasingly yeah. like pissed off at him. And yeah. to your point, Dan. She plays it perfectly.
0: Oh, she's amazing. And, and I think... It's, I mean, she. if,
1: if I learn one thing
2: it, from doing it, you this... You love Gilda Radner. <laughs> I
1: mean, because because oh. we'll, we'll talk about Haunted Honeymoon as well. That's our last movie. Between oh. this and, um, and, and Haunted Honeymoon, and, you know, obviously she made some other films, but she obviously didn't make that many films because she sadly died of cancer yeah. not too long after this. She is... And also, obviously, SNL... She is one of the funniest people I've ever seen She's so be, funny. like, alive. Do you watch like, the documentary? I have not, actually.
0: Her, her stage show? I haven't watched the documentary. Have you guys ever seen her? There's a really famous filmed version of her stage well, show. Well, it's Gilda I, Live,
1: the Mike Nichols. Gilda Live. Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. I used yeah. to watch that all the time as a kid. Well, and then there's I, I Love was,
1: Gilda is the doc. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: Love Gilda is the more recent doc. Gilda Live yeah.
1: is the Nichols in between, like, um... Silkwood and like you know, whatever he mm-hmm. made, he made Gilda Live. Yeah,
0: oh my god, I love that movie, it's timelessly funny, and also like just thinking about Gilda. Like, speaking to what you said, Dan, one of the funniest people who ever lived, uh, I do not like John Belushi. I just right. everything I've ever read or heard about him, it was like, oh, he was just like a shitty comedy bro. But I remember, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. his widow, I think his widow said one time that. The only person, like he, he was also very misogynistic about like any of the women in the cast, except for Gilda. He was like, Gilda's the funniest person I know. Like even John, even John Belushi's like misogynistic. Like heart, he was like, like Jane Curtin,
1: like fuck off, but Gilda. Oh, he fucking
0: hated Jane Curtin. Which
1: Jane Curtin, You know, it's funny, Jane Curtin, and it was really the two of them. It was you know Gilda and Jane Curtin, you know, early on. I think you
0: know, uh, was it Lorraine Newman also. Lorraine I can't remember.
1: Newman. Lorraine Newman. I don't know if she's original cast, but
0: she she's, might have been second. She's yeah.
1: obviously there as well. But um, Jane Curran's like another one of these people who like doesn't, and she's still with us, and she works.
0: Oh yeah, she's still. She yeah, she's still she stuff. doesn't
1: ever get enough credit. Like like oh, you know she deserves funny. you know as many accolades as any anyway, anyway. But you're right, uh, totally in regards to kind of the bro culture and all that stuff, and, yeah. and cocaine just being like
0: oh my god so heavy Uh. in in
1: just the the decision making and whatnot but
0: just a sweaty john belushi
1: just uh. gilda like and it's hard to explain and you know like my wife's a comedian and like obviously growing or being in my 20s in new york you in you know whatever being in live performance spaces you have these conversations and i'm not a comedian and the joke i always make with my kelly with my wife is every time i try to write something funny it always becomes dramatic, and she'll will always laugh about it because I'll be like, "I'm going to write something funny this time." And then like, <laughs> like, no, but his dad dies on page four. And it's like, "Why would you? Why? Why did that happen?" And I'm like, "I can't help myself. Uh, it's a,
2: it's a problem." You just no, because you write the tragedy, but you haven't added the time yet. Is I can't. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, God,
1: that's but, tough. Um, it's tough. But um, comedy thing is hard, about man. was well, so hard, and this, this is my point with Gilda. It seems so effortless yeah, it's like so the separate. camera just oh. cuts her and she has no lines she doesn't have to laughing. do anything like, it's, f- it's
2: all in her face and just you're as, soon as, like, she, as, as soon as she story.
0: shows up I was like oh Thank oh god. my god yeah. it's Gilda yeah I was so happy yeah. and, this, and, this- and
1: this is a movie with with bringing back to Gene he is so like if you think about Heartbreak Kid which is Grodin's the star right It's they do a similar thing where it's like the lies extend so he can try to do this infidelity, but with Grodin, he he plays exasperated and stressed Ugh. so well, and he Amazing. he will yell sure, but he he's like a
0: de- he's a dad, he's an exasperated dad, and he always brings forever. it
1: back down. Like he's always there's always like a center he's returning to, yeah, like a mm-hmm. gravitational kind of a thing, and I think that is so important and I just think as much as I love Gene Wilder this is an example of he's directing he wrote it nobody's telling him maybe you're this is a little bit too much Gene when he's like lying right. to Judith Ivy I'm like oh my this god this is like not only is it just unlikable because he's trying to cheat on his wife but like
2: that's people can be unlikable it's grating to me because it's just like it's I very think, grading. think yeah. I think he probably thought he was making like the seven-year itch you know, sure, like, sure. I think sure. that's like, I, I mean, I'm not really, that's probably ex- a better example, I, actually. I'm a not really excusing actually. it, but it is just like a. And this movie did well, by the way. Yeah. In, it was a, I mean, it was he, a modest thing. And the Marilyn Monroe could, thing is that. the direct reference to Seven Year Itch, right? So, sure. Right. Yeah. So it, what I thought was going to happen, because I had never seen this movie, I do vaguely remember, because obviously, like, I feel like Comedy Central. Yeah, oh, I feel like Comedy Central loved Gene Wilder. So,
0: like, in the early days? Oh, my God.
2: Early Comedy Central, there was a wild in between, wilder on in between girls gone in between girls gone wild commercials. Yes, there would be right. uh, a yeah, yeah, and that, so I remember this being on there, and I vaguely remembered a handful of like images from it, but I didn't really remember the movie. And so I watched it today before we started recording, and at first I thought I was gonna love it mm, because mm-hmm. when kelly lebrock comes into the picture she does the very like insanely fantasized seven year itch thing Mm -hmm. and then they get into he he gets out of the car they get into an elevator they're in a hallway and the lights shut off and he i mean it's great like basically tries to sexually assault her right
0: it's not great (laughs) not great guys
2: and the lights turn back on and she's not there and for two seconds, I was like, oh, is this movie going to be, like, about male fantasy?
0: That's like, what I thought, and too. And for a second,
2: I was like, oh, this movie's going to rule. And then, like, it's not that at all. And like, I thought for
0: sure he was going to be the only person yeah, who saw Yeah, which her. I
2: was prepared for. Because then I think if that's the case, I can get behind it a little bit more. Same. Because yeah. obviously, even, sure. though, it's, even yeah. though it's still unlikable it's then at least still just a thought as opposed to an action. And I can get behind the ethos of a a movie trying to at least ask the question like, oh, why do like married men have these thoughts? Like, like, do you like, Mm -hmm. I I can so much more. All you have to do is watch.
1: the HBO show, The Mind of the Married Man, the Mike Binder <laughs> Oh, yeah, The Mike
0: absolutely. Binder show. That tells you everything you need
1: to know about it. The Mind of the Married
2: yeah.
0: Man. It's simple. That's just answer. Question
1: asked and answered.
0: Colin. There we asked go. Asked and answered. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, no, but that's what I thought this movie was going to be, and then it's not. And then what's, what's weird is it feels like he's finally trying to direct a movie that has some substance to it, mm-hmm. and – He doesn't do the thing where it's like, let's just throw gags at the wall. And that weirdly could have been like the one thing that at least made this movie a little bit more palatable is like if Mm -hmm. there were overall gags in it that are funny. There are a few of them. Grodin gets a couple.
1: Yeah. The Grodin scene, I was going to say a wilder moment that I did like, I will say. I hated this movie but I, I did like I
2: laughed at this moment. This is, is this is where the one star came from on Letterboxd. Where, well the one star is
1: Gilda. Let me be <laughs> sure. very clear. Oh, that is 100%. for Gilda only, okay? And maybe like a eighth of the stars for Groden, God bless Pittsburgh mm-hmm. forever. RIP. Um, RIP. But um When he's talking to Judith Ivy, and Judith Ivy's like, It's like these men who make this, I have to work late, have their assistant call with some excuse. And you're like, She says the exact thing he's done, and then the phone rings, yeah, and and it cuts to his face. Oh, yeah, very funny.
2: Like that (laughs) one little moment. She also has one of the best line deliveries in the whole movie, and it's in that scene because. Uh, you know the the context of the scene is Wilder is waiting for his buddy to call him to pretend to be someone from the office so he has an excuse to mm-hmm. leave the yeah, house his assistant and, yeah. and go meet Kelly LeBrock, and so he's waiting for this phone call, and his wife is his wife's name is Deedee, and Deedee is kind of having this sort of like somewhat seemingly manic moment, and she's saying like oh yeah like she's like expressing to him like how. Uh, how a husband stepping out would make her feel and stuff, and so he. Well, right. it partly
1: because her his friend got has caught, just
2: done the same thing, right?
0: And his wife and kids left him, yeah. yeah. So yeah.
2: she's sort of expressing her frustration with that, and and while there's obviously feeling the heat turn up a little bit, and in the midst of it, she reaches into the drawer as she's just like doing some stuff, oh, yeah. and <laughs> a gun goes off, and you're like, what is <laughs> yeah. this? And he's like, what yeah. is that? And it's a gun, and. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like what would you use it for She's like no no no! i would never use a gun unless you've done something wrong and it's like this it's like
0: the, oh the way God. she
2: delivers it is such a matter of fact perfectly reasonable and that i like i guffawed at because it's just such a perfect, yeah. that's a good like, part i forgot about that that's she's right.
0: very I, I forgot about judith ivy she was like I mean, she was in quite a few movies, and I think, like, television, too, for a long time, but she's definitely one of these, like, character actors sure. who's just great at what she did. But I will say there's my two biggest things about this movie is I love how all the women are either – I mean, honestly, all the women are adorable in this movie. Kelly LeBrock, stunning. Obviously, Gorgeous. Yeah. Gilda Radner, adorable. Yeah. Judith Ivy, adorable. All adorable, and all the men look like absolute dog shit. Oh yeah, my like, God. Weird, Every-
2: like weird. The weirdly <laughs> ironic thing well, is like, is Groden the best looking one, and he's the gay guy. Probably. Which, yeah, which I
0: think that's supposed to be. Like, their life. Which well, and, mentioned and- <laughs> like
2: offers nothing to the movie.
1: Like, and I was saying, I was saying to Kelly this thing that was common in the '80s with in comedies, where like his friends are so horrible. They're awful. You get the sense it's meant to level Gene Wilder out? It, yeah. Well, I mean, like, the well, one he's guy not. is
0: like, the one guy is like a sociopath. Is he like, like the guy are who, they even, like, it awful. doesn't even seem
2: like they're friends with that dude? Like, well, the one guy like, who,
0: I believe
1: his name is, um. You would recognize. Uh, he's a character actor. And, too, and let me just say, Lorraine Newman. Yeah, he's a big character Lorraine Newman was on SNL from the inception. So Oh, perfect. So, okay. apologies to Lorraine, uh, Lorraine, um but i'm just gonna check real quick what's his name is it i think his name's joseph Bologna. his
0: yeah his name name is Mm -hmm.
1: his name is joey Bologna. joey Bologna (laughs) is this psychopath (laughs) friend who like and not only does he cheat on his wife and all these things but they have this joke thing they do where they go into a restaurant and destroy it like as a bit oh my god i was like as a
0: former server
2: I hated that so much. Wanted to kill these men. Yeah. Who are these men? Who are these men? It's, it's, they like do it. They literally, I thought they were trying to do it for a second as a bit of like, oh, this is the way they get into like. The refined gentleman's club, like type thing. No,
0: they were just where, doing it to make the guy feel yeah, better. Yeah, and Grodin
2: yeah. And Groden pretends to be a blind man, and the bartender keeps putting drinks on the table, and Groden oh swinging. Oh my god! And, and it is oh like a good god. bit of physical comedy from Groden, obviously. But yeah, like as a thing to watch, you're like, you monsters. Like,
1: they're awful. <laughs> yeah, they're and, awful. They're
2: awful people. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that bothers me just
1: fundamentally because it's just that doesn't track like the making the right making them worse makes him better doesn't work no they just all look like trash and then the ending and we don't i guess we don't need to spoil it but the ending is is the most it's almost the most misogynistic part of the movie because it's like oh can you believe if this is how it ended and you're like yeah obviously like yeah what do you think like women are just like Like, it's literally like, you know how women are stupid and idiots? Like, yeah, you know what it's telling you. It's so dumb. Yeah,
0: a man pays attention to them and they're like, hmm. Yeah, I just, it's just
1: so, (laughs) and it's like, and it's so funny to think about, you know, Kelly LeBrock in this movie in Weird Science within like months, basically, like, the weird, like, I mean, she's literally like, you know, the most beautiful woman in the world at that she's moment. She's gorgeous. You know? Oh my
0: gosh, she's gorgeous. And she's
1: in these movies where she's literally playing this like unattainable thing. It's very tough. Right. Um, Which but... is
2: why I thought she was going to be fake. Like, right. I, was like totally, I was like, I was like, she's, she's just going to be some concoction. I, if you had asked me to be like, hey, tell me what the woman in red is about without watching it. I'd be like, oh, it's like a guy who's working on an advertising campaign with a really beautiful woman in a red dress. And he's like fantasized about her and brought her to life as some sort of figment.
0: Like out of the poster. Yes, kind exactly. Of thing. That's yeah. like
2: what I thought this was going to be.
0: <laughs> well, I will also say this. There's something about this movie, too, where it feels like what's going on with Gene Wilder is the least interesting story. Yeah. It seems like there's all these other stories taking place that you don't see happening. But you'll see glimpses of it, and I speak specifically to the thing that's going on with his wife and Shelly. yeah, <laughs> the, punk, the Jewish punk.
2: Well, kid. that's that's why I again, yeah, like the the movie, and that is near the end of the movie, right? And so the movie starts to eh, wind, yeah. Right? It's like it's like in the last I think like,
0: it's like more middle-ish. Like it's not it's not at the beginning. But that's, yeah. Is that when right, he's right. trying
2: to go to LA and it all gets like yes, he gets like rerouted to San Diego? Anyway, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, so Shelly, who's his her daughter's boyfriend, who's
0: Or like friend? I don't even understand what the relationship yeah. is. Um, right, right.
2: It's just the super weird fucking kid. Um but yeah, like you get the sense of like I, I wasn't sure whether or not the movie was telling me whether or not she, like, was into that or not. Like, I whether know, or not she I was, was into Shelly, because I was, like, the way the scene is played is almost like this is a thing they've done before, where he, like, kind of <laughs> gropes I, I her a little to, bit, but, like, I that's... Took yeah, he to, walks
0: like, up and grabs yeah, her boom. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I took it to uh,
1: be an indicator of, like, of uh, uh, some sort of relationship like right? she's
2: seeing shelly on the side a little bit afternoon. i thought, like a, yeah a, a little in a, bit in a yeah. gilbert grapey kind of way or something oh my god uh, well, <laughs> gilbert it's oh
0: no it's funny too because like who
2: is in like when... gilbert and mary Steinberg. oh yeah. Steinberg, right yeah. mm, oh
0: gilbert yeah. well there's the part in the very beginning when he first meets shelly and it's like he and shelly kind of face off and he says all right you better take care of my girl and he's like you better take care of my girl but it was after they had been going back and forth repeating stuff and i was like oh okay well he's just just fucking with him i didn't
2: think about that you're totally right yeah Yeah.
0: so i think it's i think it's saying that like they have a thing going on which i was like "Ooh, i love that she actually she's actually the one cheating
1: right she's actually cheating right
0: yeah, which I love that. yeah, but, that, yeah, that, but you that's don't get nice. an, You guys are making enough. good points. But yeah. If I that's mean, a threat. It's, yeah. yeah, like but it's but not if that's a great an explicit
2: movie. thread in the movie, the movies I feel like automatically at least like 20% better. Right.
0: I would rather just see Judith Ivy and Shelley like in their whole <laughs> thing. <Gendon>, uh.
2: Great! <laughs> like, I want to see that. To see him Gilbert graping,
1: you know? <laughs> just Grapeing graping all over the place. Um <laughs> <ugh>. <laughs> I will. So, so we'll pivot to our last movie. Um, yes. Which sadly is the last Gilda, Wilder movie. Oh. Um, I think it's just the last, also the last Gilda movie in in general. Um, no, I think
0: so. And it is
1: it is sad that none of their movies were hits. I will just say.
0: Well, what was the other one? Hanky so it was Panky, Hanky didn't Panky. Didn't do well.
1: I guess Woman in Red did well, but she's not the lead. So no. And yeah. then and then and then Haunted Honeymoon. They're very much the two leads in the movie. They play a yes. Newly engaged couple. It's set, I don't know if they give us a year, but it's like a time, it's a period piece in which they are two of the more successful radio plays. It's like the stars. 30s, it's like 30s, it's so, 40s.
3: Mm, and, yeah.
1: Um, Wilder's character's dealing with bouts of uh, anxiety brought on most likely by this engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, and his cousin devises this the 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 wedding weekend they are going to scare the anxiety out of gene wilder's character the whole family and so
0: like immersive therapy like that's what (laughs) he says basically yeah that's true yeah that's that's so
1: that's that's the premise of haunted honeymoon and then of course there's also nefarious things that are real going on at the same time and, right. and it involves a Wolfman and a murder that a murder, a murder that opens the movie. That is quite funny. I will say. Um, and, and this, look, this one for me, I had not seen it before this. Um, um, not unlike some of the other movies we're talking about when it's funny. It's really, really funny. I think Gilda, there's like an extended scene where an ex-girlfriend happens to be at the house. Cause she's dating. Um, uh, Gene Wilder's brother, cousin, I believe. who's Jonathan C- cousin, mm. Jonathan Price, and she oh, wow. still yeah. has the hots for Gene Wilder. And Gilda is like on to her, and will have none of her shit. That stuff's so funny. Mm. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of the movie. It's directed, like you said, by Wilder. It's their last
2: collaboration together, and he co-wrote it with the person who was his like working production designer. Or his regular oh, wow. production designer, um, I believe. I'm gonna I'm gonna double check that just to make sure I'm right. But I when I saw the credit because I'd watched all of these movies, and obviously some of the same names keep coming up. Yeah, Terrence Marsh, who was mm. mostly known as a production designer, um, did like I mean crazy movies. Actually, did like Hunt for Red October, Clear and Present Danger, Shawshank. Shawshank. Yeah.
0: Um, wow. Okay. But
2: he was. He was, um, he was Gene Wilder's like regular production designer, and I guess has a co-writing credit on this movie, which is funny.
0: That's really cool. Yeah, Yeah. and we should say the
1: production design is very good. Best parts of the movie. Very good. Oh, it's so fun. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Honestly, I mean that's uh, just to jump back, but that's like I think a lot of the movies Wilder direct, like Sherlock Holmes, smarter brother. It's same thing. It's like a very well put together. oh yeah it's like period design
0: yeah. yeah costuming yeah sets are great yeah i will say uh, and was this the first time watch for both of you
2: i this i not unlike uh not unlike woman in red i've definitely seen parts of this um yeah. and there were certain scenes that stuck in my memory because it i feel like it also used to run on comedy central a ton um, it did yeah and but i i this is i think the first time i've ever seen it front to back
0: okay did is you, this i think is this
2: like one from your childhood
0: Amanda oh 100% yeah yeah I love this movie and I it's so it's such a it's such a movie I mean because I think there is just such a thing with with farce is not really a, a a genre we really or like a style of comedy we do anymore and I kind of miss it so oh, I yeah, think that they're yeah even when these even when these kinds of movies like aren't great I really I just love that farce is happening Yeah, agreed. <laughs> so agreed so yeah, but also just like Dom DeLuise in this movie <laughs> is like just What's center stage. What's his name in it? Aunt. Oh my god, Aunt, I can't remember.
2: Uh, I'll gonna, pull it up. I'll pull it up. It's like Aunt Jenny or something like that.
0: Oh, and <laughs> yes, he's Aunt playing, Catherine Abbott. Catherine. He's playing a. He's playing a woman. Um, there's a line that my friend and I. I'm, I might be misquoting it because I haven't said it in a long time but like uh my friend and I would always be like, one of you in this room is a werewolf. <laughs> and it's just that like that level of just like just silliness. It's just silliness, you know, it's just for fun. it's and I just love it. I just love it. It's like, yeah, we're not trying to like re you know, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. yeah we're not trying to do anything like crazy different. And I will say like I, I can't I don't know when Rocky Horror Picture Show came out. But I imagine this probably, they both probably came out like around the same time. I think time. about,
1: t- yeah, a decade before, I think, Rocky Horror comes out. But you got to remember with Rocky Horror. Oh, really? It, but you got to remember with Rocky Horror, it it gains a following yeah. every year. Yeah, like it's what's very much, what's it's the a difference midnight between this and Clue? I think Clue's like, 85. Yeah. Clue's like the year before okay. this, yeah.
0: So this is, this is 86, right?
2: It's 86, yeah. Yeah, okay they a similar yeah. vibe i would say in terms of a recommend like i think if you like a movie like clue this has got a it's, lot of the same aesthetics yeah and, and uh is very funny
0: yeah it's i it's just one of those movies where like i really enjoyed it as a kid because it has very i mean it has like very broad comedy yeah so if you are a young you know if you're a kid it um, appeals to you and you understand like What?
1: Dom DeLuise was nominated for a Razzie for this movie. Come on.
0: Get the fuck out. Come on, Razzies. I fucking hate the Razzies. I'm just going to say that right now. How dare you? Dom DeLuise is a treasure? Yeah. I. (laughs) How
2: long have... No, I legit, anytime Dom DeLuise was on screen, I was in. I was like, let's go. And like, even... But like, but what's funny is even beyond the farce of it all, like, I like bought I did it, like that they played it straight. I thought yeah, that was the funniest. That's what I'm saying. It's, oh, not yeah, like, it's not like they're they're making a gag out of out of, you know, he's, he's just being, playing it's, it's like Uncle. The it's Uncle dress. Carl pretending yeah. to be Aunt Kate or something, right? It's not something. Oh, that's like just that. what he does. It's yeah. like not like that. No, yeah. no, no. It's just no, he's, no, no. he's Aunt right. Catherine and he plays it straight. And to to the degree that like the sequence in which it's I think it's right before he he does the werewolf thing, but right when they're at dinner. He like introduces himself to uh, to Gilda Radder, and he's like very taken with her because obviously she's very charming. And he's like, "I want you to sit with me at, at dinner." And I was just like, "Oh, I want to sit with him at dinner! Like
0: that seems I so nice. Would love it. <laughs> yeah. Love it." it kind of reminds me. Have you guys ever watched the show Baskets? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, No,
1: I always meant to. No.
0: Oh my god, you should, Louis Anderson, and it's one of those things where Can they like, do a
1: similar thing, right? They play it straight. They right? do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He
0: he plays it. I will say, and I understand you know, I could understand like some some criticisms like oh this is taking a job a away, away from, yeah. from 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 you know, from a woman. But Louis Anderson is so good and gives such like you can tell he's really trying to connect with like the humanity of this character even though it's like he's not just trying to be like oh this is just like, you know, the average like mom. And I kind of I feel like it's kind of the same thing with Donna yeah. Louise. Like you're playing it straight, you're just playing And it like, feels like
2: a fully realized character as opposed right. to just a punchline. Yeah.
0: Like you want to know them, you wanna hang out with them, and they're very charming. And so I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, it would have been nice for a woman to have this role, but at the same time, I'm really enjoying this transformation. Yeah. <laughs> like well, I can't and, it help is, it. and
1: look, it is an ending to this group of performers right i mean there aren't many gene wilder movies after this right gilda passes away i know and really all you have after this is the two final prior wilder films see no evil see no evil hear no evil which
2: and mel brooks mel brooks hangs in there for a little while too a little uh, while with like three more movies but
1: but yeah but but you know point being like You know, Wilder doesn't direct again. Um, See no evil, hear no evil is a hit, but it's badly reviewed. Another you comes out two years later, and nobody sees it. Mm. And then that's the last theatrical movie.
2: That was also Wilder makes Fortier, right? Another you?
1: No, uh, another you is Arthur. uh, I'm sorry. Let me let me make sure I'm right. Um, Okay, Arthur Hiller Uh, did did see no evil, hear no evil. And another, really? yeah, which is interesting. And another you is a new guy. Maurice Phillips directed uh, it. So
0: well, Arthur Hiller was like an exploitation director, wasn't he? Am I thinking, uh, am I not thinking Hiller,
1: correctly? So Arthur Hiller, he did Silver Streak, which okay. is their first one. And Hiller did a lot of different movies. He was kind of I a working I feel like we've talked man. about Hiller before. So Hiller did like one of my favorite movies ever, um the americanization of emily with this with james garner movie with julie andrews early on the wheeler dealers right so like kind of some politically hmm. stuff he did like the original out of towners he directed love story yeah.
0: mm. okay yeah. i'm thinking of somebody else then so he did just, a lot of these movies and then yeah. he kind of
1: pivoted to comedy a little bit more directly because he did like um the in-laws he did author author he did the lonely guy oh. which is a lonely guy's a movie I love speaking of Charles Grodin <sighs> if you guys have not seen oh, yeah the lonely yeah. guy him and Steve Martin that movie is I don't know oh if, my god so there is a bit on a bridge where Grodin is just sitting on a bridge clearly like trying to get up the nerve to jump off the bridge cause he's lonely and Steve Martin comes up to him and is like hey I gotta talk to you about something and he's like hey man I'm just trying to get the nerve like it's like so deadpan like i'm just trying to kill myself here you're interrupting me and then steve martin's like i gotta be can you find another spot and like grow in like leaves to find another spot on the bridge. it's so <laughs> fucking that movie is so
2: underrated hiller um, also directed the 1992 babe ruth film the babe with john with good. john goodman and then, yeah, and oh, and then he yeah. followed that up with the 1996 family classic carpool yeah the the tom arnold vehicle carpool yeah, carpool. yeah.
0: Oh, I don't remember that. I wiped that right out of my memory. Young, a young,
1: a young Rachel Lee Cook in that yep. one. Yep.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah.
1: yeah. Hmm. Pre, How's... she's all that. She was not yet all that. All that. Yes.
0: Not yet. She no. not
1: yet was she all that. Laney Boggs had yet to have been. <laughs> there, there was no Laney Boggs. It was pre Boggs. But um... yeah, you know
0: what? You're right, Dan. Though I never thought I never thought about that aspect of Haunted Honeymoon. That like, yeah, they had kind of like. They'd all kind of hit like the peak of their careers. It was the end? Yeah, it was
2: the end. Yeah. and it was
0: kind of. And isn't the end. it That's really kind of sad. funny that
2: they're playing radio stars? Yeah, like I don't. know. Yeah, there's like a. Uh, yeah, I um to echo. I
0: feel like this was a thing in the '80s too, of like playing radio stars, because there's that well, other. Um, yeah, there's that movie. There's that movie where it's like also follows. Oh, what the fuck is it called? I can't remember. I think it's just you got called a Radio.
1: Lot, yeah, you get you get a lot of like like Woody Allen does radio days which, is, which is around yeah. the same time you get like Burt Reynolds and Clint Eastwood make City Heat which is like a famously troubled Richard Benjamin movie um oh. where I think one of them got really hurt I think it was Burt and um oh. that's kind of the beginning of the end of the Burt run I mean he he makes movies obviously forever but he's like the the Burt yeah. as the I mean people I, I don't know how many listeners would actually know this if they're our age or younger you know Burt Reynolds For like over five years, was the most bankable movie star oh he's huge by a margin. Huge. Like like to to the point where Clint Eastwood started making Burt Reynolds movies because he wasn't as successful as Burt Reynolds. Like, that's how famous Burt Reynolds was. Just to, like, give you context, like, he he had a long fade out and, like, had kind of money trouble and all these things. But, like, in the 70s, like, Clint Eastwood made shit, like, Every Which Way But Loose and Every Which Way You Can
3: mm-hmm. because
1: mm-hmm. Burt's movies were making more than his movies, right? Like, in and, and the yeah. 80s. And then they made City Heat together, which was, like, a very expensive Not very successful uh, film. So you had like City Heat and you had like Harlem Nights and you had like uh, obviously Haunted Honeymoon and where they were like Mm -hmm. they were harking back to the Depression era. It was like a common, you know, like Nickelodeon is uh, that's even before the Depression era. But that's with uh, that's the Bogdanovich movie. Like a lot of that stuff was coming out. You yeah, know uh which i think is interesting but yeah honey Damn. honeymoon you know unfortunately yeah it doesn't do well i mean it's weird clue doesn't do well either like a lot of these movies they kind of don't no. perform oh, no. well yeah. you know
2: so yeah which is clue
0: so Clue, it's so
2: wild to think about because that clue to me is like a perfect film like it's just like so funny oh, yeah. So yeah. it's tight as a drum like
0: um yeah i but i i mean that's stacked cast. yes
2: yeah no you're so stacked. You're, I, like I don't know if I can think of obviously there there are you know th- this could be a, a statement that you know people disagree with but like I it's like they just somehow got the perfect comedians together in the room at like the peak of all their powers uh to, oh yeah. to, to be funny um in this movie I don't think it's necessarily as like zippy. As something like Clue is. But to echo your thoughts before, Amanda, like it, I, it's just lovely to just like kind of, yeah, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's just pleasant. It's got like a really pleasant, fun, whimsical vibe to it. Um, The, I will say the gag with the dead body legs is a, an amazing bit of Without physical comedy. Without
1: a doubt, my funniest, <laughs> the funniest part of the movie. It's I the best.
2: It's the best. They, just for context, listener, there's a moment where some cops show up and Gene Wilder has just discovered a dead body. And it's the, it's the, it's the dead body from the murder that Dan mentioned opens the movie. Mm-hmm. And Gene Wilder has just discovered this has happened. And so these legs are draping over like an edge and Gene Wilder's above it, and he just the cops come in and he doesn't have time to hide the body so he just pretends the legs are his legs and they're oh like my comically God. little um <laughs> it's great I, yeah. I, I watched it but twice And so like happened he, and I was like I'm gonna run it back it's even better than
1: that because he doesn't even intend to do it he's standing in front of the legs and the cops are like, why are you sitting? And he realizes
2: oh, right. that and the legs have oh like go or with it. So that he has to and, go with And the it. body's like twitching. Like he's like, it's like not maybe entirely dead or something. Yeah, so he's so like good. also turning to like hit the dude on the head to get his legs to stop moving. It's such an it's, impressive bit of uh, physical comedy. It's so good.
0: It's great because it, it's just very like Cary Grant, Arsenic yes, and Old Lace. Yeah. Like that level of just right. like slapstick. Oh, fun. Yeah. I'm very sorry. My dog is oh, is squeaking fine. her toys. Oh, it's okay. Let, let, she, let, nev- she doesn't do this until I'm on let a podcast. Squeak. i squeak. I could squeak
2: my toys too. And we can let eat. me... Um, Go
1: ahead. So, so <laughs> I mean, I guess I wanted to, as our last thing um, for this episode, we took some questions from Twitter, but before we do that, um, and obviously we'll wrap up the episode, so we, we, we will still have time to talk about Gene, the man, the myth what are what are like what is peak gene like what do you guys think like is it for my money i i think it has and it's weird because i guess the scenes in blazing saddles i do think like his whole monologue about being drunk and the kids shot me in the ass like that is one of the funniest things i've ever seen ever so like Sure. I think it has to be that. Or I guess Young Frankenstein, I should have rewatched. I mean, that movie is so funny too. But I guess I'll say Blazing
2: Saddles. But what about you, Connor? I'd probably go Young Frankenstein. I mean, it's, it's, I like it. I, I conflate them in my head because it's that, you know, they're so close together and it's like, right. it's an impossible run, right? You're just like, whoa, like, how in one magical year did like all of these very funny people put out? These things that are just you know now obviously iconic. I think um, I I would say Young Frankenstein because I think that like I would even put that performance above Wonka. Um, right? Well, I'm sure, Wonka too. Right? Because it I I don't know. I think it's just it it is like that. Oh, do you like you have to show one movie to show what this dude was like and what he could do and do well. And it's got it's got legitimately everything. It's got that abrasiveness that you talked about, Dan, which I think he has a little bit of trouble limiting. I, I think Mel Brooks was so perfect. Right, that's I, right.
0: Yeah, Mel Brooks was so
2: perfect at calibrating um Where that at should calibrating be. Gene Wilder. And I think Wilder himself as a, in directing himself, um didn't maybe have that. I it did make me wonder too that like if he had been a director of and and put people in his comedies that weren't him, right? Like, what would it be like, like yeah. If, yeah, like if if, yeah. if I mean, I know it's like you mentioned, it's a lot like Heartbreak Kid, but it's like if Groden is the lead of Woman in Red, or I mean, it would still probably be super bad. But like, yeah. point being. If he could take what he knew about the craft uh, and and not have to maybe worry about a performance and and directing that performance at the same time, um, what would those movies have been like? Which is funny because Haunted Honeymoon feels like it's even a little bit more of a Gildem, like the best parts of the movie are yeah, definitely. Gilda. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's when, like all the best, and it's not really, I'm not knocking him as a performer, but like other than that legs bit the funniest parts of the movie are when it's not really him front and center so you know i feel like that's an indicator of it but
0: i I mean he yeah he does give i don't know i will say this about his you know he does want to work with funny people yes yeah and he does want to showcase them no matter what Mm -hmm. and so i i do appreciate that aspect of of that
2: yeah agreed and if if out there and you know, if you do watch the Sherlock Holmes movie, that's very similar in that, like Madeline Kahn, maybe, uh, Mad- like, unsurprisingly, obviously, like, just runs that show. Oh my um, god! And and he Legend. and he's you can tell Wilder is very aware of that. Um, but I would say peak Wilder for me would have to be Young Frankenstein. And then,
0: yeah, I mean, a woman in yeah. red, right? So. <laughs> oh yeah, obviously love loved it. I mean <laughs> uh, no, I would actually I agree. I think I would also go with young Frankenstein. I think just because it, it is a very like tight movie. The cast is phenomenal. I mean it just just along with with Wilder, I mean it, I think he is in his element when he is in a a solid group setting. Mm-hmm and he has people that he can act against. I mean, and he's obviously a very funny man on his own, but I I do think he needs because he has that deadpan quality, he needs some more like out like outwardly ridiculous people to act against. And so I think watching especially like Young Frankenstein, you have like just so many goofy characters and he's supposed to kind of be like I'm a very serious scientist and I think he really pulls that off well and you know, I don't know. I just, and I kind of agree too. I wouldn't even say it's Wonka, even though that's an incredible. I mean, he made that character his own. Right. He really did. Like, nobody can ever compare to him. But even then, I think I don't necessarily want to watch Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. It's not something that I want. Like, I probably watched it like as a kid, and that's it. That's good. I'm good for the rest of my life. But, like, I will re watch Young Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: mean, do, you, do you guys think. Oh, go ahead. Dan. No, you go, go, go. No, I was going to say, because this is another thing I, I feel like I always try and think about when we're talking about somebody who's no longer with us or whose career has ended or something mm-hmm. like that. But like, I was trying to think of contemporary comps. and Oh, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, so the two, the oh two that God. I but and this, and this speaks to obviously like the legend status of Gene Wilder, but like, I couldn't find someone that was like a direct comp, right? Like I couldn't think of, I couldn't think of someone who could do all the things that he could do. But I landed on two people and it was. Mm. I think you might laugh because you're just going to be like, okay. Um, Jason Bateman was the first one. Okay. Because I do think the deadpan, you know, I like, I feel like the pigeon, you know, the now memed pigeon gag from Arrested Development of the, I don't know what I expected. Like that to me feels very much like a wilder um, type, okay, fair type delivery. Um, and then Tim Robinson is actually the other one. Oh, that's interesting. Because oh, I, I feel like that neuroses okay. or intensity is well, very much like Tim a... Robinson's
1: closer. I think in that he can get
0: great intense
1: yeah. and bring it down. De- like yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you get both sides with him. That's interesting. Tim Robinson, no. Huh?
0: I think Jason Bateman comes off as way too smarmy and mean. I, I can't. But I get what you mean you about think like the, the delivery. think Wilder kind of did that
2: too? Because like he doesn't seem like a nice person in Young Frankenstein, right? Like
0: I feel like even when he's being mean, I'm still like, oh, Gene. Sure, sure. Like Jason Bateman, I feel like nah, I better say yeah, away I don't from think, you. Yeah, J- <laughs> Jason point.
1: Bateman has trouble playing. What's it called? He has trouble playing. Um, like non, not, not non, enti- <laughs> non entitled character, right? Like sure, sure, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, there's a phrase that I'm I'm not remembering, but like he, low status. That's what it is. Uh, Bateman yeah. has trouble playing low status, whereas I think Wilder and robbins Tim Robinson, can yeah. play both low and high status, right? Sure.
0: Yeah, they they have more you know, range. See, C- C- yeah, start sure. the revolution
1: without me as an example, but right, you know, or right, right, you know, right. or, or, or plenty point. of skits in um, you know, in yeah. in that amazing show. He's like, dude.
2: I didn't do shit. I'm just shooting a camera
1: <laughs> and then showing the ones where the bodies fly out.
2: Oh my um. God. Like like or even like the like I, and, and not that they would have, because they're not the same performers. So like I said, it's not even a direct comp, but like even a line like, shut the fuck up, dog, you fucking skunk. Like I could <laughs> see there's like that level of like zany intense in, I could intensity. also say that
0: there's something about like how weird looking, like there's something yes, about Gene yes, Wilder. Yes. And I, yes. I, I will say I, I've always kind of had a crush on Gene Wilder. Even though he's I'm like cer- he's a, a certain
2: c- kind of handsome
0: I, theres something yeah, there's something it. very sexy about him that I I could never quite articulate why I find him sexy I wouldn't say the same thing about Tim Robinson Tim Robinson right. but Tim will, Robinson they yeah. both have a kind of a weird looking I, vibe I will going say on.
1: appropriately at the end of the world's greatest lover he employs a close-up that almost like appropriately does touch <laughs> on w- what is magnetic about. Gene Wilder and it's it's his eyes, right? It's like the, sure. the Oh it's yeah. those big, Amazing. wet, beautiful eyes. And at the end of uh, the world's greatest lover, you are for a moment like, Oh yeah, I mean he could get the role. Right. Like
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Which is
1: impressive, I will say, for that movie. Um all right, so let's quickly do these. Let'll do a wrap it around here, Connor. So I sure. said, We're recording our next B-side. If anybody has any B-side related questions, drop them in the replies. We had a couple great fans ask some questions and we're just going to run through them. Amanda, obviously feel free to chime in. Uh, We'll be wrapping around here. So Mitchell, um, who was on our Cinephile game night and wrote a great piece about Gene Hackman, I have to say, that's in Paste. And it's about his, I think it came out like today as we're recording. It's about his, 2001 year where he made five movies i would recommend um oh
0: i love mitchell bopre i totally read that uh
1: okay uh, read that um that is a a good article anyway they were asking um given that a lot of the b-sides you talk about are ones you've both already seen would love to hear from each of you what are some of your favorite films oh that you saw for the first time as part of the podcast interesting
2: so like first time watches
1: yeah yeah oh, i mean man. englishman who went up hill and came down a mountain
2: yeah definitely is up a, there because i've seen it that's a really good question because it does happen and when it does it's lovely i um, mean quacks or fortune yeah <laughs> no would be up yeah, there for that, me that, that would be one i that like yeah, where you just totally, you know, we pick a thing because we're it's just a nothing thing that somebody made and and whatever, and then you watch it and you're you almost get kind, of, it's almost like frustrating because you're like, wait, why did nobody watch this? Like this movie yeah. is great. Um, uh, a movie I can't remember if this was a first time watch for me, it might have been, uh, but a movie I fell in love with. Oh yeah, good one. Uh, for our Ewan McGregor episode, we did uh, Perfect Sense. Oh yeah, and I had never seen it. That's I don't know if you remember that, Amanda. That's that's him and Eva Green, and there is spoiler alert: a global pandemic. I know, and it's a mm. disease that basically slowly takes away one sense at a time.
0: Oh, and they play
2: two okay. people who are falling in love amidst this this chaos. Uh, okay, and I had never seen it, and I was I fell in love with it so. Wow, um, that's definitely one. Um Mitchell also
1: brings up um best of 2021 B-sides like year-end stuff, which I guess maybe we'll do. Um they mentioned Test Pattern, which is one of my favorite. I think both yes. of our one of our favorite movies. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's it's on my it's going to be on my year-end list That's end for definitely sure. that's one a, everybody should a check movie. out. Alex
1: says and Amanda, maybe you can... This is an interesting one for, like, maybe a movie star, okay. but you haven't seen a lot of movies. Are there any B-side blind spots you guys have, like ones you know about but haven't checked out? So is there, like, an actor or actress or who someone, Amanda, who, like, you always, like, oh, I should see more of their movies, like like a big actor maybe. I don't know.
0: Oh, interesting. Um, You know, I don't know. I know we mentioned John Cusack earlier, but that's kind of half-joking, Um, although I still would want to do that. I don't know. I mean, we... You mentioned Gene Hackman. I mean, I, I constantly talk about how Gene Hackman is a very underrated comedic actor. Right. Sure, yeah. I would, I would definitely be into exploring more of his like comedic roles, like maybe in some of his like lesser known films where he's, uh, you know, maybe not playing like the typical kind of like rough guy. Yeah, um, yeah Mitchell in, in that uh, piece, Mitchell
1: writes about Heartbreakers, which you would love in that respect because it's like,
0: oh, I would love, yeah, it. very
1: B side, very much, um against type hackman we'll we'll cover that movie at some that'll point. come up That's for sure in cool. our jason and our jason think... lee besides that we'll do
0: oh <laughs> i was gonna stealing say stealing harvard <laughs> and uh whatever oh jesus do we have enough um <laughs> seriously <laughs> uh have you guys done robin williams we have
2: not we have not actually
0: oh that would be an interesting one for you to do like moscow on the hudson yeah like some seize of his the day, lesser known ones right? yeah the, 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 a lot of the yeah. 80s ones
1: seize the day moscow on the hudson
0: yeah um I, there was some stuff a lot of stuff he did in like the 90s and like jacob 2000s. the liar remember that movie Jacob the Liar. I was going to say by that token, you
2: mentioned <laughs> you mentioned Heartbreakers, Um, but uh, Sigourney Weaver is someone oh, who I, yeah. I feel like I've only seen her big movies, but I feel like I would love, like I, I, for instance, I mean, I guess this is also maybe a big one, because it's like sort of a cult classic or whatever, but like, because she's in Copycat, right? Oh, yeah. Or am I? Yeah, right. Okay. Oh, yeah. Like, is she in Copycat? Yep. Copycat is, is Holly Hall- oh, yeah, Hall- right. Hunter. Okay. Um, the, or- the, ori- Holly the original oh, Woman God. in the Window. I but she's just somebody who <laughs> I um I like this la- last year it was on Criterion Channel so I rewatched it a movie I love uh, the Year of Living Dangerously oh so good oh wow and yeah she's so amazing in that movie and it's just what but oh, it, but to, to a degree where I just like she comes on screen and I'm just like oh I love I she's the best and I love her and so she's definitely someone I think I would I. I've seen the the big ones and whatnot, but I that's, feel like... I that's have a to good one. Her.
1: So that was Alex. Yeah, Alex like that. asked
2: that. Kevin
1: asks, what made you both interested in B-side films? And I think we've covered this. I mean, I think this podcast is representative of me and Connor's friendship. Like To listen to this podcast is just to... Like when me and Connor talk... It's usually about stuff like this where it's yeah. just – it'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, Jet Li, blah, blah, blah. Oh, do you remember? Oh, Kiss of the Dragon. Oh, wasn't he in that one? Oh, Bridge of Fonda. It could happen to you. Like, mm-hmm. it becomes just like a a name game, like organically. You just start talking about the lesser-known movies. And I guess just in general, for me, um, not unlike how I feel about non-auteur directors, I always – I always – gravitate to the lesser seen or talked about films because they're not talked about. Like I just like that movies get made. That so are That aren't There's Eternals, so many right? you know, not, And yeah. That's nothing against Eternals. It's just like people yeah. will talk about not Eternals. Everything... Like I, I'd rather talk about yeah. Test Pattern, right? Or, you know, something like that, you know? So that's kind of my answer. I, kinda, I don't know if you feel differently.
2: No, no, no. I, I think that's part of it. I think also because I think with movies like this, look, obviously they're not all gold. If you're a regular <laughs> listener, you know that. But I feel like every once in a while there is – Like a total juice is worth the squeeze moment where you just – if you you take the time to maybe dig into, like you mentioned, Dan, like a filmography of somebody you like or something to something you haven't seen, you know, I, I feel like most people forget that, you know, while certain things may not age well, time can also be equally kind to movies, right? So like sure. you watch something now that maybe got panned 20 years ago or even five years ago or 10 years ago. And you're like, yeah, wait, this was like great and right. nobody cared. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's that's the rewarding part of it for me that I really like, which kind of remind I, I think it's because it for me at least it evokes – and I'll br- I bring this up every once in a while when we're covering a specific movie. But it, it evokes for me like going home in college or like a weekend in high school – it'd be like a sunday afternoon and you throw mm-hmm. on TNT and there's some yep. fucking random movie from like you know the 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 fucking package with Gene Hackman yeah. and Tommy Lee Jones or so something of Gene yeah the package is, is a great right, thing like, you know, is, yeah. is on is on Ray TNT or something yeah. And you're just like, oh, yeah, this is a movie starring these two dudes at like their peak fame. Yeah. Directed by the dude who directed The Fugitive, right? Like, it's just this kind of like, and like Pam Greer's in it. Like, that's the type of stuff that I feel like I remember fondly uh, as a young movie watcher. So that's, I think that's why. And I think we're all
1: of the same age. We can all kind of relate to that feeling. The the Rainy Sunday movie.
2: Um, Oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah. And then
1: two more quick uh, our buddy Nick asks, are there seasides on tap market? <laughs> obviously, yes. As we mentioned, rhinoceros, it was your yeah. mostel. Se- and uh we've yeah. definitely I
2: think we've covered it. That would be if
1: we seaside. ever do I'll say this, and this is live thinking here. If if and when we <laughs> set up, up to uh, if if and when yeah. we set up a Patreon, where obviously you need to generate more content, you know, for people who are willing to, you know, give and whatnot. You gotta give. You got to give. Did you give? Um, did you give? You give? <laughs> um, oh, God. Is, um, did you give? It's a, he, You got to give. Um, That's a
0: really good Tim Robinson, too. That is, oh, really,
1: thank you. I appreciate it. But, um But, um, my art, so the joke is my wife who, who can, she can run blue with her comedy. So not mm-hmm. surprisingly, her favorite bit from the new season is the haunted house one where he's like. Oh, my like, God. He's like, you can curse. He's like, shit, fuck. Calm or whatever like he'd like yeah. says worst cock horse yeah. cock
2: oh um, <laughs> um, but anyway so Seasides trying to give anyone their worst
1: day, day. At work. Sorry. sorry go on <laughs> so, so Seasides that would be a great Patreon bonus of like going back to people that we've done mm. and doing like two Seasides so like mm-hmm. in my opinion like uh, just thinking off the top of the dome like Matt Damon that would be like Geronimo an
2: American Legend right sure or right. like
0: geronimo an american legend yeah. wow or
2: like all the pretty <laughs> horses we would do right. like we would do like phantoms for ben affleck phantoms like, perfect oh, seaside
0: phantoms that's a good one that's a good affleck one was
2: the bomb in phantoms
1: though um i hate that i just quoted a kevin smith movie god cut it out no, i'm kidding um <laughs> no, no, no. i'm kidding and then last <laughs> last question and this is kind of it's, it's uh, nick asked this and then our buddy joe asked it in a similar way can you each give us your Mount Rushmore of B-side actors slash which actors leading in the B-side power ranking? Similar question. I think we'll probably have to return with like a more solid list. But I would say.
2: In terms of how are we fra like in terms of favorite episodes we've done or like. I think like which actor has, I read that as like the strongest B-side. So
1: like oh, if you're talking sure. about quantity, not to bring okay. back Cusack again, but my God.
0: Oh, B, but, B- side Central.
1: Him, Cage, Willis. I mean, can you beat him? I don't think.
0: Oh right? shit! And we, you're have, right. and we haven't.
2: And we haven't done a Willis. Segment. Or or well, a,
0: or a Cusack. You know who'd yeah, be a so really be. good seaside Travolta. Travolta's another one. Speed oh, yeah. kills
1: all those movies. Gotti. He's, he's
0: giving shit. us nothing but seasides right now. A lot now.
1: of seas. Yeah.
0: Gotti. And then the, 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 <laughs> the and Fanatic. And then
1: the fanatic. The and fanatic. then um. <laughs> Mount Rushmore. I guess it would be ones we did. I mean, like we would have to return to that question. Cause I'd really want to think about it. Like I, mm-hmm. I think, I mean, not to bring Damon back, but Damon is kind of a King of cameos. So it's like, those mm-hmm. don't count as B-sides, no. but I always do think that like Damon is a great, if you get him for one scene, like no sudden move or something, he mm-hmm. can give you exactly what you need. Right, like Unsane is another one, right? Like, he's he can be deployed, Margaret, right? Like, he can be deployed yeah. in these yeah. movies and like crush and then, but not take the movie over, not distract, in my opinion, yeah, and then just true. peace out, right? Like,
2: I, um, I think I, I feel like the older actors we've covered. Are a little bit better at that too. Also because like they were just so. For instance, take take uh bogey or or Katherine Hepburn, right? Like oh yeah, where but that's also I think partly just a, a product of the studio system, right? Like right, so you were cranking out movies. Yeah, movies, yeah, so yeah. much so the volume of what we would consider B sides is larger, mm-hmm. and therefore you're bound to find like actually a really good example of a B side that I was a first time watch that I loved. Uh, when we did Bogart, we I watched Deadline USA for the first time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Which
2: is a, which fucking rules? Great, great
1: set? right? Amanda, great journalism movie. If you've seen it, it's a it's It's a,
0: been a long time, but yeah, no, yeah. Richard right.
1: Brooks. It's like a you know, as a writer, as as a newspaper person, it's like a great. It's yeah. a, I, I think I mean I, you know I, I I I have not written for a paper in a long time, but I I always yeah. think of that as a great one. Yeah, but yeah. um, I but,
0: will say if you guys ever do Cagney, I would love oh he would
1: he would that's a good one we should do like let's do
0: you can do strawberry blonde the bride came cod like there's some there's some interesting cuts for him i would i james cagney is one of my favorite actors of all time you can sneak
1: in sneak in ragtime at the end when he shows up ragtime
0: i watched all of ragtime yeah ragtime is we talked
1: about doctor i think we i don't know why we brought up uh, el doctor O, but we were talking about like he's one of those writers it's like trying to adapt Infinite Jest. It's like, just don't do yeah. it. Why do it? Why do you even try to do
0: it? It's, it's too like, much. Yeah, it's Manny too much. Maybe Patinkin's in that movie, too. I just remembered. Anyway, sorry, sorry I interrupted you, Connor. No, 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 no. I,
2: to, to jump off of Cagney, I would also say Nicholson. Right, we got um, Nicholson. King of Marvin Gardens. Uh, yeah. yeah. Wolf? He, he's got Wolf. He, Right, right. Like, we did Nicholson, <laughs> but like, we there were so many we could have talked yeah, about. Oh, yeah. Been, Worth talking What's the about
0: one he uh, did? Is it Carnal Knowledge? The one he did with uh right R we talk about Oh, that's yeah, a good one pro- yeah. That's probably
1: yeah. not a B side because it was a hit and it was like oh, infamous was it? Oh. or like it was blood and blood and wine early Mike Nichols uh, Carnal Knowledge. The, uh, blood and okay. Nine with him and Stephen Dorff and Michael Caine and J J Lo is yeah. underrated. Bob Rafelson wow. movie from wow, '96, wow, wow. I think. That's a pretty good one. Yeah,
0: you I mean, gave you me could... Stephen Dorff. Wow.
1: Oh God, I don't even get me started on Dorff. Love, yeah. love me some Dorf, okay? <laughs> True Detective Season 3 Dorf, does it get better, I ask you? Lord. Um, Amanda's like, yes, it does. Yes, it gets better.
0: It most certainly does. <laughs> it certainly gets
1: better. <laughs> Amanda's like, stay in your part of Pittsburgh with that without opinion. <laughs> um, so that's it. I just wanted to get to those questions. We'll probably revisit them. Thank you, um, uh, our, our lovely listeners, for asking those questions. Um, and... I think yeah, I mean it's just an indicator of like there's so much there's so much to pull from, there's so much to talk about. And to bring it back to Wilder, you know, he's an example. He only made like twenty movies and you could yeah. do this again.
2: Yeah. And talk about, you know.
0: I mean, you just rattled it off like a whole list. That's what I'm saying. Right. You yeah. could just talk yeah, about Yeah, we should
2: honestly play this episode back to kind of <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now, Amanda, tell us where can people find you uh and
1: your writing and everything?
0: Well, you can find my writing at uh, the Pittsburgh City Paper. Um, usually, you know, I, even though I'm an editor, I, I do continually write. Um, I write mostly, you know, I write about the arts. I write about theater. Uh, I write about visual arts mostly. Um, so you can find me there. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter. I'm at awaltcp. I also have a podcast uh, separate from my work called Ghoul on Ghoul. Uh, me and oh, my friend yes. Sarah. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to. We'll uh, link is... to that
1: in the article as well, of course. Yeah.
0: Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. but yeah, another podcast. You know, like like you, gentlemen. Uh, indie podcast. Uh, it's just me and my friend Sarah, and we talk about all sorts of supernatural, paranormal, true crime, cryptids. You know, any kind. Just weird stuff. We love talking about weird stuff. Uh, but it has kind of. We also are very sex positive, so we try to put like kind of like a sex positive bent on it because I think that. Horror and weird shit and sex kind of naturally combine. Um, but Can yeah, it's I ask, just like, did
1: you watch? Just out of curiosity, did yeah. you watch Only Murders in the Building?
0: Not yet.
1: So me and I me, have and, to watch me it. and Kelly really liked it. A- a, a lot and we were joking that it officially made us parents because we were the people who were like oh you just like so so that show you know like martin yeah martin and shore and we're like uh, oh who's this young selena gomez woman she's <laughs> pretty tal- she's quite talented as well <laughs> what? is it on the hulu or the netflix is she on the is, disney
0: channel where is the remote <laughs> darling
1: darling where are you I'm, i've lost you
0: but no, uh um, no, very yeah. good we like to watch it we like to oh yeah. yeah i definitely need to watch it but yeah uh ghoul on ghoul, it's a lot of fun it's a i sarah usually does our thing it's a sex positive horror comedy podcast sometimes we have guests on uh so ghoul on ghoul uh ghoul School pod on twitter and instagram we're on every pod catcher um so yeah that's basically it
1: awesome yeah i'm gonna i'm looking it up right now ghoul on ghoul oh well, thank you yeah, because i know you i've heard you talk about it and now i'm like of course um oh look at this following i love it um now connor i guess you can find me as always dj mecca twitter uh i'm writing a couple reviews that you'll see in the coming weeks and that's basically it we love gene wilder it's great to
2: get a little wilder um Mm
1: -hmm. connor why don't you sign us off my friend
2: yeah, uh, you can find this podcast on Facebook and Twitter at TFSB side You can find me on Twitter at Scruffy Looking. Uh, and if you have any questions, comments, concerns, our DMs are open on twitter and uh you can also email us uh at bside b-s-i-d-e at the filmstage.com. and if you've liked what you've heard today please do rate review and subscribe wherever you are listening we greatly appreciate it and we thank you for your time uh and as we wrap up here as they say in corsica goodbye